Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And look at these handsome gentlemen around me today, folks. We have an incredible show with for you today. We have a very special guest joining us back-to-back weeks with some hot off the presses, Fallout 5 news. Skullsy TV, brother. Listen, I cannot thank you enough for hanging out with us. How the heck are you, brother? And welcome back. I am doing awesome. Uh, great to be back. It's always a fun time talking. We got a lot of awesome topics to talk about today. Uh, so yeah, I'm super grateful for being back. Hopefully everyone is excited to dive into today's topics. Yeah, I, I think we're going we're gonna to open up with a very serious toned topic, something that I am very, very proud that we do on this particular program. Uh, I want to see more content creators tackle topics uh, that we're gonna talk, uh, that we're gonna cover. Uh, I, I think that uh, gaming is great, folks. I think uh, being able to get away from the problems of the world, which we have a lot right now, uh, gaming is our escapism, if you will, and I love it. I love visiting new worlds and meeting new characters. But every now and again, a story cr- crosses my news desk, and I look at it, and most most content creators will shy away from the controversy. Uh, I find a way to uh, discuss it like adults have a big, big opinions and, uh, a, a, you know, head it, you know, head it face on. And uh, one of those topics is going to be Munfish, uh, which, of course, we know that they are the developers of Atomic Heart, one of the most uh, anticipated games of the year, but unfortunately is shrouded, folks, in controversy. We're going to get into that controversy to open the show, but let me continue. Retri, brother, how the heck are you? And finally, next week, you'll have some news to have on Xbox Game Pass Daily. I mean, for the yeah. love of Joe. I know. Uh, I don't know what the heck is going on over Xbox Wire. They haven't posted <laughs> in over a month. I don't know. I don't know what you guys are doing. I know you're back at work. I, I'm, I'm, I'm following you guys on Twitter. So I don't know, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Brother but, out, please come on, help a brother uh, out. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, we got games this week. I was at least able to do a show and talk about games that are coming out this week, and they're they're big ones. I mean, we got Monster Hunter Rise and Persona yes. Three and Four. So yeah. I'm yeah. just, you know, I don't want to complain, but as we always say, the uh, the marketing and messaging is just the crickets right now. So well, hopefully, you know what? I, I, hopefully next week. I mean, we did get the confirmation for the 25th, uh, which is in a couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, we're all very excited for that. Uh, that is coming uh, in uh, in about, uh, I don't know, six, uh, seven or eight days. Yep. I'm very excited for that. Uh, but we, yeah, we definitely need some games. And uh, you know what? Monster Hunter Rise is a big one. Persona yeah. 3 and 4, those are those are monster, Absolutely. monster games in there. But uh, it, it's going to be very interesting to see what... Uh, did anyone take a chance... And look at uh, YouTube for the Wu Long story trailer. I mean, yes, I haven't looked please. at it yet. It looks so good. I played the demo. Demo was fire, uh, yep. and I think it is. Uh, it's another one of those games that are in Game Pass that are going to turn heads. Yeah, I agree. I, I glanced at it, but I didn't watch it all the way. I'm uh, earlier. <laughs> I confused the date. Was like thought I had something. I'm like, hey, so <laughs> what I got are insider we? Information, all y'all. Right. <laughs> three, two, three, twenty-three. Looks suspicious, <laughs> doesn't it? 
Yeah. I don't think Starfield yeah. is releasing on this day. Yeah, uh-huh. but it, 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 it is the third. It is 3-3-23. But uh, listen, at the end of the day, Umbra, how the heck are you, brother? Are you feeling okay? You ready to rock and roll? Oh, I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm absolutely ready to rock and roll. I'm, I'm excited to be here with you gentlemen. And, uh, yeah, we got a good cast here today. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we absolutely do. Uh, Daniel McGee, what's going on, brother? How you feeling? Feeling great. I think it's going to be a, another wonderful show. Glad we got Skullsy back for this one. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Uh, the, the Fallout tech, uh, uh, conversation is going to be something. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. We have some big opinions on when the next Fallout is coming. As a matter of fact, we may even discuss of who's doing the next Fallout. Uh, is, is Obsidian going to be called to the carpet? That's, that's a good question. They have a lot on their plate, but man, if there's a studio that could take on another task, it would be them, and we know that they want to but uh, returning to his chair that we kept nice and toasty warm and 64, Josh, what's up, brother? How you feeling? What is going on? I am so excited to be back. And I thought upon my return, I'd start bringing some random Xbox facts. So here you go. The logo and branding of Xbox are green because the only color the designer, Horace Luke, had available after all his nice marker pens were stolen at least according to Samus Blackley. It was green. Apparently, it was the green that nobody wanted. <laughs> Holy cow. Look at that. Xbox facts so early in the show. I love it, brother. That is, that's pretty interesting. And if that, in fact, is the case, just imagine someone did the world a favor, and now we have Xbox green, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's the craziest thing. There you go. So, well, so listen, glad folks. to be back. Much yeah, love, it's, guys. It's, 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 it's great to have you back, honestly. Uh, but we, I, I definitely want to get into uh, one of the uh, – again, folks, this is, this is a big topic. This is a heavy topic. Uh, Mundfish is a developer uh, that uh, has been hard at work on Atomic Heart, uh, one of the most anticipated Bioshock-esque games for 2023. Uh, but unfortunately, besides the game looking absolutely amazing and the small team doing something of epic proportion on delivering what appears to be a high quality AAA experience, uh, unlike anything we have experienced since the Bioshock series graced the Xbox 360 era, we have some controversy, folks. Uh, and it's a controversy that is, uh, as big as the world, uh, obviously, uh, as a police officer, as a retired now police officer, I've had se- I have seen many horrors, 9-11 being one of them. I spent many, 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 many weeks down at Ground Zero. Um, and in my lifetime, you never want to see one horror more than the last one you saw because, well, that's just not the way I like to see the world. I like to see the world through rose-colored glasses, rainbows and unicorns all day for me, right? Well, unfortunately, a couple, about a year ago, or maybe even a little bit longer now, uh, Russia invaded uh, a country. Um, and the horrors that have come out of Ukraine, uh, the destruction that has come out of Ukraine is unlike anything uh, most people will experience for their life. Uh, what has also come out uh, are some incredible stories of heroism, uh, of survival, of uh, of standing up for uh, standing up to a bully, which is you know what, what Russia Russia is considered. And I say all of that to say, folks, where does Mundfish fall into this? Well, they have found themselves 
under the microscope of the gaming community. And I would imagine that some of it is righteous, but I think some of it is also packed with falsities. I think that there is a lot to discuss. Uh, I'm definitely going to go to Retri because he has a big opinion on this first. Uh, but I want to bring up why they're in the spotlight. Uh, from what ha it has been described by many, and again, there's no facts to this because I looked, and so did Retri, uh, that this, this company at, at some point in the development of Atomic Heart were funded by the Russian government. Now, this studio was founded in 2019. I don't know because I looked, folks. Like, honestly, you know how I am about bringing evidence to the conversation. And I looked and I looked and I looked and I looked and I could not find any investment information regarding who has funded Munfish when they started. Was it Russia? I don't know. Is Russia funding them now? I would say no, because they're not even in Russia. They're actually in Cyprus. Now, I looked it up last night because I did not know where Cyprus was. Uh, they're, uh, they're off the coast of Lebanon. Uh, they're in the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, it is a small island. Uh, this team of small developers, uh, there's some talk in the, on the interwebs that uh, they're paying taxes to Russia. I, I don't know if that's true. Cyprus is, is, is close, but nowhere near Russia, if you look on the map, which I did. Um, and um, there, there has been questions as to why haven't they commented specifically on the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Well, I have their tweets in front of me, and I want to read them, and I want to get everyone's opinion, because I'm going to be honest with you folks. As a person, forget, the, forget that I was a retired police officer. As a person, my father who taught me unbelievable lessons of life. One of the things that stuck with me as a police officer is you can never put a race, creed, color, sexual orientation, or religion under an umbrella and point, right? You can't say bad because if you do that, you're an asshole. I'm going to, my one curse of the day, I'm going to say it, okay? You must deal with people on an individual basis that is how you learn who people really are. Now, I've seen many, many, many people post. They have Russian connections. They're no good. We have to boycott their game. Is that the right thing to do? Is that the kind of people that we are? That we're going to point the finger and say that they're no good because at some point they had ties to Russia? Or maybe they were born in Russia? So they're, they're not... They're not good people. Everyone in Russia is bad. And I would say that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard because not everyone is bad. And as a matter of fact, we're going to get into what Retchi has to say about why people aren't speaking out against the war in Russia if they are Russian. But I want to read Munfish's, uh, who, of course, again, the developer of Atomic Heart, a highly anticipated uh, Xbox uh, Game Pass release. This is what they had to say, responding to people questioning why they have not specifically, you know, called out this war. They say this, folks. Guys, we've noted the questions surrounding 
where we at Munfish stand. We want to assure you that Munfish, excuse me, is a developer and a studio with a global team focused on innovative game on an innovative game, and its undeniability uh, and is undeniably a pro peace organization against violence against people. They go on to say, we do not comment on politics or religion. Rest assured, we are a global team focused on getting Atomic Heart into the hands of gamers everywhere. And and they finish off by saying this, we do not and will not condone contributors or spammers with offensive, hateful, discriminatory, violent, or threatening language or content, end quote. Now, again, this is a heavy subject. This is probably not going to get us, uh, you know, the, the, the greatest of views, but I don't care because I, I feel that as a person, as a human being, this is a conversation I am willing to take 20 minutes of this show to have with a group of men who I love as brothers and I trust their opinions. And we will handle this like paraprofessionals. Retri, let's talk about it, brother. This All is right. a highly anticipated, not an exclusive. It is going to come out on other platforms, but being in Game Pass is a big draw. Microsoft had to pay Munfish a significant amount of money to get this game in. It was Mm -hmm. delayed multiple times because of the conflict. Where do you personally stand on the excitement for the game? And more importantly, the real heavy topic, do we point the finger at Munfish and say bad? Well, I am very excited about this title. As a Bioshock fan, this I've been watching this one for a while. And the more I see Atomic Heart, the more excited I am. They just showed some more stuff the other day, and it looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, <sighs> this is a touchy one. There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, look, to your point, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Finesseful no, J. Family would be in danger if they stood against Russia. Speak on it, brother, because this is what we were talking about in the green room. This is exactly what I was telling Boom earlier. We know they're not directly in Russia right now. That doesn't mean a lot of them are not working in Russia or their family members. You can't even wear the colors yellow and blue without getting a fine in Russia. There are politicians and people who have spoke out against the war that are in jail right now. So it's really easy on the other side of the world to say, I would do this. I would, you know, I pound my chest. I would, why isn't Munfish go out and saying definitively, you know, F Russia, F this war, all that stuff. That's what they want them to say. Because it could be dangerous. Would you put your family in danger for over a video game? I wouldn't do it. I just, I wouldn't do it. So I think, you know, cancer culture and people are maybe jumping to conclusions here and, you know, going a little off the deep end. This is reminding me of, of Hogwarts, which I also don't agree with. Just because there's a war happening in and around the country that you're developing in doesn't mean you support it. That's a ridiculous notion. And they're 
are some rumors going around where the company who actually backed up Munfish and gave them money and supported them, uh, some uh, company, I think it was called Gajin. I think I, I might be saying that wrong. Uh, no, is you, based, you're correct. Uh, okay. Is based, they're based out of Russia, or originally were. They've already moved. They're in Budapest, but they still have some headquarters in Moscow. Now, they're, that's why a lot of people I see are complaining because taxes are funding the war, essentially. I, I kind of get that, but it's not there. I don't see it as being Munfish fault, and I don't see if you buy this game or support them. You're supporting the devs. People are suggesting you're supporting the war by doing that. I think that is a huge leap and kind of ridiculous. I think it's a stretch. Yeah. It's a huge stretch. And mm -hmm. I think it's just, I think it's the minority really speaking out about this. It's, it's the, you know, sorry to say this, but the crazy people are usually, they're the loud ones, right? Like, you know, the crazy guys on Twitter, they're usually the loudest. And we start to think that maybe that's the majority of people actually think this way. I don't think that's the case. I think they're just, you know, the loud minority majority majority is, is is going to play this game and and support it and i think many of us i'm not speaking for anyone on this panel but i think the vast majority of people don't see this as them supporting the war i think like you said boom it's it's a huge leap so um i'm gonna be playing the crap out of this game comes out february 21st i'm i'm looking forward to it month Fish did say they are pro-peace organization against violence against people. Maybe they just didn't want to say specifically Russia. Because maybe they were afraid were going to, to jail over it. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they're afraid to say. And, and you know something? Yes. I, I, I applaud them for digging their heels in the sand because, like I said, you think they you could get in trouble for what they already did. If they if they have family in Russia right now and they're still having developers over there, they could get absolutely in trouble for what they just did. Yeah. Make no mistake. Yeah. Make no mistake. Look this I, up. The stuff I, that's I, going on. I love up. how the fact that the story, because this this story was posted. Let me see if I could find it, because I I find it to be uh ridiculous. The fact that the um the the the, the protagonist is a KGB agent. Mm -hmm. And somehow that's a bad thing. Like, like you know, folks, it's it's fictional. It's not, right. this is not happening right now. It's a fictional game with a fictional character with a fictional story. I uh, mean, this is it's so silly, boom. When even when you think about that part that you just mentioned, it's like, do you know how many terrible protagonists we've had to play with? Uh, the fact, yeah, the fact that you have to say all I have thousands. to say is Call yeah. of Duty Airport. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Exactly. No Russian. Yes. I mean, no come Russian. on. Yeah, you have to do is look at the absolutely <laughs> no Russian, but yeah, it, the thing, biggest thing is Russia has been known to disappear people. This is not new. Like, right, right. I wouldn't be saying anything either if I nope. fearful of my family possibly being Indeed. caught up. There's there's yeah. travel YouTubers that have gone to Russia for years, and once this war started, uh, they looked back at the YouTubers' videos and saw he said even the most smallest negative thing about the war, and they actually brought him in, questioned him, and banned him from the country. So yeah, like it's, wow. it's, it's it's that deep right now. Uh, the names I think his name is Bald and Bankrupt. You can actually see the videos mm. of him being interviewed and in Russia threatening him. Wow. I mean, you can't. Huh. It's like a it's like gang war over there. You can't even wear Ukrainian colors. Yeah. And if you have repeated offenses, you they go from you. paying hundreds of dollars to being in jail. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's not that's the worst. Crazy. That's not the worst of it. No. No, it, it's not. So listen, good good stuff. Uh, Scalzi, let's get your let's get your hot take opinion on this. I like I said, I, I, I think this is a conversation that needs to be had. Uh I I I I again, folks, this is not an Xbox thing. This is a human being thing. Okay. And if you follow follow this channel for as long as I hope that you have, or you're new and you're fighting us for the first time, these are con- these are the kinds of conversations that I want to see happen in the community. Because you got to understand, developing in a game, well, you know better than anyone, Scalzi, it's hard as shit. And it takes a lot of time, a lot of dedication, and more importantly, it takes a lot of sacrifice and more and more than that, money. So these these folks at Mundfish are trying to do something that they remember the studio was founded in 2019. This is before the Ukraine Russian war. Um, I'm assuming that if if they were funded by Russia at some point, it was at a time where Russia was not looked at as this this bad guy that they are now due to this war. So the question that I have for you, Scolzi, is do we blame Munfish for this? Uh, for, first, the quick answer is no, absolutely not. That's, that's, that's like you said earlier, you're, they're trying to label everyone underneath the same umbrella, right? You can't do that. Right. Um, now, I'm, I don't want to get into too many details. Uh, generally, I try to keep politics out of, uh, of course. my channel, but that's, yes. I, I do speak out on, on stuff that I just can't stand by and watch and not say anything but with that being said i am actually heavily ingrained in the ukraine conflict i have friends over there who are fighting right now uh i have people who are doing some cyber stuff like not not me i don't have like a team that's doing it (laughs) i'm just like invested in it so i I know a lot about it i know a lot about the military defensive reasoning why moscow is doing it and everything else but at the end of the day Russia is going about it from my from my past military perspective in a way that violates a lot of military laws and regulations. Like you're not supposed to do a lot of the things they're doing. They're, they're attacking civilian infrastructure and stuff like that. But but to answer your question, no, we absolutely shouldn't blame Munfish for this. And to kind of elaborate further on the funding aspect, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was funded by their government as well because they were doing uh, interesting innovations in AI technology. Um, just because a government funds a game developer doesn't mean it's for political or um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Propaganda reasons. It, it's usually mm-hmm. because they're doing stuff related to tech. They're doing stuff related to software. And gaming industries right now are one of the more innovative industries in some of these spheres, some of these technology. Uh, so if they were funded by Russia at any point in time, I highly doubt Putin sat down with the game developers in his, in his room with a giant table with them all the way across from him, like Mr. Burns. And he said, you know, you gotta, you gotta insert all these little, all these little Russian things. You gotta do it. You gotta make people support. Russia. Like that's, that's absolutely not how it went. If they did get any funding, it was just to support their tech stuff, their software and whatever they're doing in R and D. Um, now, this this kind of rings true with with the Harry Potter situation, right? Regardless of how you feel with J.K. Rowling or what what side of the fence you're on with that whole thing, at the end of the day, J.K. Rowling has like maybe one percent to do with the game. She may Indeed. get some kickbacks from it, but but to to take all the hard work of the developers and just shun it away completely and insult them and not give their hard work at least a an attempt at least to try because of some ha, some barely attached negative situation is 
it's just ignorant, right? And and I think that also stems to where people see these types of discussions happening online, and they want to join in on the side where they feel it's the right side to be on. It, it, they don't necessarily critically look into a situation or research the facts. They just see the social element. I can be on, on this loud side that's yelling and that claims to be under mm -hmm. the banner of right. Um, and that's how we get these situations, right? And and the final final thing I want to say is Bethesda has a studio in Moscow active right now. So <laughs> there's Bingo. probably Bingo. a lot more big studios than you think working in Russia. Now, that's changing a lot. I'm a game developer on a big project. We had some developers from Russia that unfortunately we couldn't work with. And that's not because of political reasons. It's because just the sanctions, the communication blocks, it's... It's really hard to do anything with Russia right now uh, in terms of just anything like it's so it, th this war is is messing up many industries, including the gaming industry. And it's getting everyone riled up to such a degree that it, that I, I, I find it ridiculous that the war is even still going on. Uh, I agree. From, I agree. from a military perspective, they're losing. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, pull out, like attack again if you have to. But but right now. Your, your front line is collapsing. There really isn't even a front line. I don't want to get into that. This will turn into a military tactic. No, podcast. no. I mean, listen, I, <laughs> I appreciate the insight. Like I said, this is the conversation that most podcasts are not going to have. And I, I and, and if we're boring you, I, I apologize in advance. But I will say that this is a conversation that does surround gaming. And I do want to see Mundfish succeed. I want them to become the mm -hmm. next... Uh, you know, uh, whatever whatever your favorite flavor is, because not and and, and I, I want it to be done for the content that we're going to be playing in February, not from where they come or who funded them or how much money are they paying in taxes. I, I, I want to talk about gaming, but with that said, because it was made, it was brought to my attention by several people on the internet yesterday to say, boom, are you going to cover this? Yes. I am going to cover it, and here we are talking about it. So, you know, I appreciate the uh, the, uh, the 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 input uh, so far, Retri and Scolzi, Infinite Umbra. Let, let, let's get your hot take on this, man. This is again it, to suggest that you kind of force everyone of one race, creed, color, sexual orientation, or religion into a box is wrong, and it's and 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 that kind of mentality is terrifying. Uh, to suggest that this this development team should be shunned, and their and their and their efforts for their game should not be looked upon as something that we should be looking for. And, and I hate to say this, folks, I, and I'm going to say it because I know Retri's thinking it, and I know Scalzi's thinking it. There are two, there's another aspect to this that I didn't mention, and I'm sure that this has to do, and I hate to say it, to do with the fact that this is on Xbox Game Pass. I think that a lot of the finger pointing simply has to do with console warring and it's gross and it's disgusting. Umber, please take it away. Yeah, you know, I'm not too sure how much of that is the case or not. I would not put it past the few of our hooved brothers to do such a thing, to be fair. But I will say this, and I said it a minute ago, it's kind of like, what exactly do people expect them to do? They are literally right. in between a rock and a hard place, and the rock might be the thing that ends their lives. Like, what? What did people? That, I saw a tweet of guys call them cowards. You're not. You're such and such a peace organization. No, you're cowards. You don't want to say Ukraine and all that. Yeah, I wouldn't say it either. Newsflash. It, 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 yeah. Talk I mean, about it. 
there's been politicians that's been poisoned and killed over there. Mm -hmm. And these are high ranking people who people are visual, you know, they can see and they know and are in the news and internationally known. And they have killed them. There have been generals that have been killed under Putin for failing or whatever the case have been, you know, falling out of the window by mistake mysteriously in the hospital. Like, let's not be stupid here. You know, and on top of that, this is a game developed. This is a studio. It's not like what what exactly are we supposed to put on them? I'll go yeah. deeper than that. Are we now then supposed to? And it's the same thing with Hogwarts. I'm not going to punish that whole development studio and team because one person is a turf or whatever to whomever. That's her views. You all don't agree with her. You don't want to buy the game. I can accept that. But you cannot sit there and then try to retroactively point the finger and, and shame everybody else. That's what I've been seeing. Yeah. The, the same shaming. thing. Yeah, yeah. The shaming. And then the same thing applies here. These are these guys are not politicians. These guys are developers and they're doing the best they can in a hostile environment. Let's just be real. Russia is not America. You can't get away with some of the stuff we get away with here over there. And if they voice their thoughts seriously, and I'm sure they want to say it, you know, things can happen to their families. Things can happen to them. You know, even if they're not there, things can definitely happen to their family. I wouldn't put it past Russia to probably send someone after them, literally. But uh, not to get too, you know, tinfoil headery. But the, the thing I'll, I'll also point out is, is then where do we take this logical conclusion of things? Are we then now? And this is what I always have an issue with when people are like, oh, boycott them. Don't support them. Well, do you show that much scrutiny and everything else you do? Because if you're going to complain about that, mind you, millions of dollars from UK goes to Russia to buy their oil. So then shouldn't that stop? Because that's giving them much more funding than this gang ever would. So in other things that people do, people resource all the stuff that they use in that case, like, oh, I can't support Nike because of the sweatshops in China. Nobody does that. Not not really. Only the most tree huggiest of us do that. We all know it. Let's just be real. And it's no shade to those people. Respect to you. I just don't have the time, unfortunately, to be like, hmm, let me check the humanitarian record on this. I'm, we, most of us just don't have the time right. to do that. You know what I mean? And it's yep. not to say we don't care. It's just that we got other things in our lives that, that that you know, take precedence. And And the whole thing is, is, like I said, if you're going to check, you're going to have to resource every single thing you look, you buy and consume, and you're going to be left with probably, I don't know, a graham cracker or two, and that's about it, and and maybe a, a pair of drawers to scratch your ass. That's about it, because it's most most companies in this world are going to be tied to something negative that somebody could point a finger at you and say, well, why are you using them? Don't you know that they did this? And they, oh, the banks. Well, don't you know that Monfish got their money from VK.com, the bank that's now in sanctioned? Okay, well, don't you know that that um, Chase Bank helped fund slavery? Like, I can go on and on. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah. a silly thing to go to because you will never hear the end of that. All of these companies are tied to something or something uh, you know, negative in one way or another that people do not want to highlight that they use daily. That they use and it's, it's a matter of of you know a major major importance these cell phones we use all the time i mean do we really want to go into all the the stuff that exactly you know the, the 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 pieces and things that go into them to make them that you know was sourced from people in child labor and such like that in africa for instance 
Like it's a specific piece of uh, device. I forgot the name of it right now that comes from mines over in Africa. Nobody's going to be stopping using their phone, though, are they? You know what I mean? So it's like you're going to have to be like, I don't know, out in the wilderness somewhere making your own like treehouse or something like that to really point the finger at somebody. And if you're not doing that, maybe you should relax a little bit. That's all I would say. I love it. I, I, I love the honesty. Uh, Daniel McGee, let's get your hot take opinion on this, brother. Where do you sit? I don't know that it's much of a hot take, um, but I, I agree with pretty much everything that's been said. It's it's this thing where basically, I mean, we're all from America here on this panel, and since, what, the 60s, maybe earlier, Russia has been sort of the villain, right? And God knows that they've done enough things to to prove that to be true. You know, I'm, there's, you're never going to catch me coming out and defending the Russian government. Uh, they've done some absolutely horrible things. But I think this is a very strange way to, like, try to strike back against that government, right? Because, yes, the people who, who work at, at Munfish do probably pay taxes to, to Russia if they are from a country that is, you know, part of Russia, right? Uh, that's just how it works. I mean, they can't not pay their taxes. <laughs> that would probably not reflect well. Uh, that's That would for sure get them in prison, let alone talking out against uh, an extremely, you know, strong government uh, that has a history of silencing people who speak against it. But the other thing is, yes, Russia is, you know, it's not a great place, right? They, they've done a lot of terrible things, but let's not pretend that they're the only country that's, you know, committed atrocities, right? We talk about China and how their government, you know, is is actively basically uh, hunting down the, the Muslim portion of their country, right? The, the I think they're called like the, the Uyghurs or something. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, right? And, you, you know, I don't see anybody boycotting mihoyo or like not playing genshin impact because of that right you know and, and if you go back in history i mean we're american i it, we're calling the we're, we're the pot calling the kettle black i mean america's done some terrible things too let's not Facts. pretend that we haven't right Thank yes God. absolutely as we, a matter of fact antonio newman just put in the chat he goes the u.s has done a lot of messed up stuff i call bullshit and he's right yeah absolutely yep. you yeah. know you know, Vietnam, we're, we're the only country that's dropped a nuke. You know, we deleted two Japanese cities off the that's face right. of the earth, right? Like, we are not without blame. But I think that people need to, to understand, I think the majority of people already do, that, you, you know, we're not going to hold, I don't know, McDonald's accountable for the things that the United States president did, right? Even though, you know, they pay their taxes to to the American government or whatever, like they don't make the same choices. They they're not necessarily like thrilled about the things that the American government does, right? They're just happen to be American. And I think that most people know to make that separation between the government that runs the country and the people who happen to live in it or work in it, right? It's it's just two completely separate conversations, right? You know, we're not going to start boycotting, uh, you know, products from England because of, you know, how they basically 
I forget if it was what, what was that like the 20s or 30s where they did uh, they just completely screwed up everything in Africa, you know, or yes. how they, yeah. uh, they invaded you know India or they you know they're the, the British so Empire many was yeah committed some some real terrible acts right and mm-hmm. you know now people don't really think about it as much because you know they're just kind of those guys who sit over on the island and uh, complain about how great this guy is and drink tea but they used to be a real problem right <laughs> so true um, and it's yeah i don't want to you know sit here and try and defend russia i wouldn't you know there's there's no point in doing that because no, but yeah terrible, I, I see i see the path right? you you you're going down daniel it makes it, sense to, to 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 blame the one studio and their team is just ridiculous it doesn't make any sense to me. Is yeah, the point, I agree. right? And and it's they they aren't necessarily going to be able to speak out specifically against the Russian government because unlike in a lot of these places, you know, when uh, America was committing war crimes in Vietnam and you know dropping the nukes, we were you know a very democratic uh, a country and we were able to have a lot of people you know, actively stand up against those things in the streets in America. And the same thing happens in the UK and in a lot of other places that have also done some pretty terrible things. Um, in Russia, that's not the case. You know, journalists and people who stand against Putin and his regime, they don't generally seem to last very long. Either they disappear or they are arrested or they just miraculously wind up dead right and i'm not necessarily saying that if if this this video game developer was like yes we don't like russia that everybody who worked there would die because i think that's probably an exaggeration but there is that fear right that 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 is something that could potentially happen and i think that we need to take that into account and and understand that these people are not like the people who are making this video game are not the same people who are destroying the Ukraine. They right. probably right. hate the fact that that's happening. I'm sure they would love it if the if Russia all of a sudden turned over a new leaf and the Putin regime got taken out and all of a sudden it was a nice place, but they don't have any control over that. So I, I think it's very strange to hold them accountable for the actions of their government. Yeah. I mean, listen, I... Great stuff by everyone. A real, real amazing way to open up the show. Josh, let's get your final opinion. Then we're going to move on, folks, to some fun stuff. Uh, Sean Ashmore. I don't think you know who that guy is. He was responsible for being a big part of Quantum Break, and he's out here making some news. We're going to get to that, and, of course, we're going to talk about some Fallout 5 stuff, behind-the-scenes stuff, thanks to Scolzi. But, Josh, let's let's close out this topic on a, str- on a strong note. What, 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 have, what is your opinion regarding... Uh, several people in the community uh, trying to go out of their way to uh, point the finger at Munfish and say bad. I mean, I think like anything, people just need to stick to their convictions, right? If it's if it's something that you feel that strongly about and it's something that you uh, feel the need to, to boycott, go for it. You know, whether you're going to get people to join your, you know, your, your crusade along. Yeah, like if, if that's if that's really what you're your convictions are i mean it's i mean it is it is what it is i mean you can go down the path like i just opened up a quick like what what are the what are the imports we get from russia and it's significant right it's it's iron steel fertilizer wheat like um like agricultural products you know i mean there's there's 
there's a lot. I mean, even, you know, the best McDonald's I've ever eaten was in Russia. So, um, it, it like <laughs> it, I'm not joking. The burgers look like I believe the, <laughs> the burgers look like the picture. Like it's it was crazy how good they were. Like, you mean they're not squished to an inch? No, no, they were unbelievable. So you know, I mean, stick stick to stick to your convictions, right? It, I, I, I think it's easy to say like you can you can we can prove our points with different arguments on on to, to no end. But but at the end of the day, if you if you feel that something is wrong for you, then don't then don't do it. You may not get everybody else to follow along with your with with your thoughts, your opinions. Um, but but stick to your guns if that's if that's what that's what's important to you. I do worry like we've talked about. I do worry about the safety for these guys if they were to, you know, truly yeah. speak up like i th i think it would be i think it would be dangerous for them yeah. i mean wa walking the streets in russia is dangerous pedestrians are targets i literally watched somebody get run over by a car like because th th it's it's not like it is here like no they, they don't mess around so uh you know i ate i ate, i ate food in a restaurant that was that you know like a boxer was eating with members of the mafia and my translator was like, don't make eye contact with anybody over there, you know, yeah. like, yeah. so, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not like here. You don't, you know, you, 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 you have to step lightly or you will be deleted. Yeah. And good stuff. Listen, I, again, folks, uh, 41 minutes in, uh, this was an important topic to me. I hope that you found it, uh, you know, important enough to, to hang out and, you know, we're going to get into the fun stuff, but this is something and I'm proud that we took the time to discuss uh, 400 plus people that are here uh, obviously agree because you would have left the program at this point. Um, but listen, uh, I want to catch I uh, want to get up, uh, catch up to date with the two super chats that have come in early and often. Highlander 001 drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, good morning, boom and panel. Not sure if you heard the Chinese government. Now it, uh, is control has a has a controlling interest in Tencent. How that how will that play <clears throat> with the FTC and the CMA and the EU when uh, they acquire developers? I think it's going to play a huge part, uh, and I think that uh, Tencent was out of control, and I think that's probably why uh, the government got involved. And I think that they they cannot al be allowed to go unchecked. This this, this country is ridiculous. When it comes to that, if you're if you're if you're a foreign investor investing in, in America is the doors are open, keys to the house, front door, get right and do what you want. If you're an American company trying to invest in America, you have the FTC suing you. So it, it is a very, very strange pol political game that goes on. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I would imagine at some point someone's going to have to start looking and seeing what they're doing. Uh, but. That said, drawn TJ, generous friend of the program, just a two dollars of chances. That war is sad. Indeed, it is. But listen, I want to talk about some fun stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And look, uh, I don't know what the hot take opinion is on Quantum Break, uh, but it is probably one of my favorite games uh, that came out during the Xbox One era. Uh, I it's a game that I have. Uh, gotten 1,000 out of 1,000 achievement points. And that last boss on the hardest difficulty 
is a real mother effer. I will say that if you know what I'm talking about, I died a thousand times to get that last uh, GD uh, achievement, but I did it. Uh, and I have been saying for years that uh, the game, if you put it on now, folks, just 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 humor me. If you've never played it, and all you've heard is 720p or 900p, it's not. Put the game on your Series X, then Game Pass, download it, and play it. If you are a fan of those Sony over-the-shoulder, story-driven, photorealistic type of games, I'm telling you, folks, you're going to freaking love it, and you're going to reach out to me on Twitter and say, boom, holy shit, dude, you were right. Well, why do I bring this up? I bring this up because of Jez Corden. I blame Jez. Jez, Mr. Mayo, I'm blaming you, brother. Okay? He put out a tweet, as Jez always does, and he simply says, Bring back Quantum Break. And, of course, Sean R. Ashmore had responded and, uh, and quote, tweeted Jez and simply wrote, I'm in at Xbox. And I wrote, and I won't say the curse because it's a big one, holy F, Sean R. Ashmore, Quantum Break 2, let's go. Now, folks, again, is it is it is it a potential of happening? Well, I honestly don't know. Uh, I can tell you that for the last two days, Quantum Break has been trending on Twitter. Now there are a lot of naysayers that say the game sucks and it plays 900p and it wasn't that good of a game and Sony's better. I, I I I've heard it all, folks. But I want to talk about the possibility of a crowdfunded or a, a, a you know idea that could be brought to fruition. Uh, we know that it was made. Uh, what's the team that made it? Um, oh, my God. What is the team that made Quantum Break? Um, Remedy. Remedy. Remedy Games. Say what you want. We've all heard some stories that maybe the relationship with Remedy isn't as great with Xbox, and maybe that was because of the old management, and now Phil's running the show, and maybe he has a good relationship. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Remedy is one of my favorite developers. Uh, I'm looking very much looking forward to some of their stuff they have coming out. Control is getting a sequel. I loved Control. Um, obviously, Alan Wake is getting a sequel. Holy matrimony. Yeah. Who would have thunk Alan it? Wake, right? And, well, why not Quantum Break? Now, I, they can't do it on their own. I believe, and again, please correct me if I'm wrong, Microsoft owns the rights to the game. At least that's what I understand. If I'm wrong, I'd be more than happy to admit it. Retri... This is a game that came out and was marred with controversy because of 900p. But if you play the game, it looks absolutely amazing. And now mm -hmm. with the Series X, it looks godlike. Do you, like Sean, want to see this game return in a sequel? Well, I know why Sean wants it back. He wants to get paid again, obviously. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want to work? Sean, uh, yeah, but I liked Quantum Break. I didn't love Quantum Break. I uh, I like Quantum Break better than Control, though. Um, Control just did not hit for me. I don't know what it was. It should have, but it didn't. Um, I just, 
I don't want to be that guy, but I, well, I guess I'm going to be, I just, I don't see this coming back. I think this one's pretty much, uh, dead in the water, but it'd be cool. I actually really enjoyed the whole, you know, kind of almost like a TV series take that they did. I thought it was different. I really, I really liked what they were doing in quantum break, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm not gonna, I don't have much to say on it. I, I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, it, 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 that's, that's fine. The whole point of having these conversations is to have different opinions. For me personally, yeah. I'm on the exact opposite, like the polar opposite. Right. It wasn't right. your thing. And that's cool. <laughs> For me, I liked I, it. I just didn't I, love it. I, I, I just didn't I, love it. I, dude, I loved every I'd minute see, of it. See scale bound, which probably also will not happen. And I'll get a ton of hate for <laughs> listen. It, it's we're talking about that tomorrow night on primetime gaming. As you can see, the advertising, I got a really nice thumbnail with the magic flowing around the name. Maybe that's what right. we need. We need magic to bring scale bound back. But uh, <laughs> uh, Skullsy TV, let's bring you on the, on the into the conversation. But before that, I want to uh, shout out on the bright side, drops a very generous $10 super chat. He says, This is pretty interesting. Read up on Operation Paperclip. Our space program was built on Nazi technology. Werner von Braun was a mass murderer responsible for as many as 30,000 murders in his underground rocket factory in Germany. And yet here we have the space program. So there you go, folks. There's, there's plenty of blame to go around in the world. And uh, again, not to reiterate everything, Munfish is not the one you should be blaming. Uh, you should be supporting that small development team by buying their game and playing their game if you're going to play it in game pass um and i will be doing uh both uh but listen retro uh, uh Skullzy, quantum break 2 i mean listen we we it's microsoft hasn't announced anything but again sean is is he's pretty, he's a pretty decent actor he has he has some pull he's out there you know jez Corden out there stoking the fires like jez knows how to do do you want to see Quantum Break? Quantum Break, the series, actually come back in a big, uh, you know, maybe it's a different direction. Maybe they don't have the movie aspect. Maybe it's just like a regular, big-budgeted, you know, uh, high-polished game. Yeah, so I got a couple a couple uh, points to make on this. I do want to see it come back mostly because I enjoyed the game. I thought it was unique. I like when there's more unique, stylized content out there. Uh it just switches things up a bit. You know, it's like a breath of fresh air. It wasn't my favorite game, but I did enjoy it. Um, As far as if there's going to be another one, I think it's too early to tell right now. Uh, that conversation uh, with Sean might not have meant anything. It could have just been him responding to Jez and showing at least he has interest in it. But with it trending now, that might catch some people's attention and maybe they might consider it. Uh, if that is the case, it's going to be a while before we see it. If they're just like now realizing people may want it. Um, but I'd like to see it come back. I like for the people who actually really enjoy the game to get more at more content out of quantum break. Yeah. Uh, but my last main point I want to make with the whole 720 P 900, 900 P thing. <clears throat> I want to say this. I am a graphics aficionado i was going to use a different word that's not family friendly so i'll use aficionado <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh you know i play 4k uh, i've got my computer is like the size of a nasa thing because of all the gpus i i love graphics right uh high on life came out recently 
played it on Game Pass. Something happened to where I didn't realize I was playing in 720p for the first two hours. When I was playing, I was like, you know, I thought the graphics looked better <laughs> when I was looking at the videos, but it still looks really good. Uh, and then I realized it was 720. And I was like, oh, how was I playing this for so long when I when I have to have 4K? So if I can find a way to enjoy a game in 720p, I'm pretty sure other people can too. <laughs> so yeah, I, the graphics are important, but it's not what determines the game's success or you know fun value. It, it just makes it look better. You know, you could. So you're theoretically, if there's a game that played in 4K, but all you did was walk through a subway but it looked 100% full 4K realistic photorealism physics and everything else. Right. You're saying that would be a better game than some of the other ones that are pixel games. That just doesn't make sense. Like the graphics, graphics are important, but they're not the determining factor. So I like quantum break to come back. Um, I, I, I think people should give it a try regardless of any of the, the drama with 900 P and all that. And that's basically yeah, my yeah. take. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And people are asking, is it in game pass? The answer is yes. Yes, it is. Yep. Uh, look it up. Uh, you download it. Give it a shot. Uh, tell them Boom sent you. And I'm telling you, uh, I, I think you're going to be impressed. And you're going to be like, yo, how, how did I know? Not, how, how did I miss out on this game because of negative press? Uh, it was at that time, everyone hated Xbox. I mean, I think even Xbox hated Xbox at that, at that point. At so, that time. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, 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 they, like they, they, yeah, yeah, they, 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 they were not in the same, uh, tier of you know of love from gamers that they are currently i'm not sure they've made some mistakes even now but back then you know it the management was poorly run and it just it just didn't do the numbers that it should have and some development ideas might have been ahead of the curve of where it should have been but i'm just saying that if you didn't play it please by all means give it a shot umbra let's get your opinion on this this is this would be a, this would be a game that many Xbox fans have been asking Microsoft or Phil Spencer and team to bring back and to to, to invest in. Uh, that single-player, story-driven, adult-themed narrative that you see mostly on a PlayStation. So Sony's incredible success comes the way of God of War and Horizon and uh, The Last of Us, which, by the way, if you missed out on the show, it was and phenomenal I, I loved every minute of it i cannot wait for next week um this would be a i, I think this would be a good story i, I think it'd be a great story to see that this game uh, again back in those days and it wasn't that long ago in the xbox one sony nintendo and xbox lived and thrived of how many copies of a said game needed to be sold to be considered successful we are in an age now. Now, Nintendo, sure, still doing it the old way. Sony, kind of still doing it the old way, even though they have their own service. Microsoft has figured out a way for a streaming service to deliver content, new content, high-quality content, to what we believe to be well over 30 million people at this point. And if they continue to drop bombs, like Starfield is expected to drop on 32323, and be this standout, you know, stellar IP that we've all been asking for, those numbers are going to go up. Quantum Break does not have to worry. Quantum Break 2, if it was in development and they thought about bringing it back, would not have to worry about we have to sell X amount of copies to hit X amount of numbers so we can pay out X amount of, of people. Game Pass would sell this. And if the game is good and the first one was really good, 
if they could uh, do double what they did in the first, which they could with technology, this could be a, a quote unquote, like the kids say banger. Do you want to see quantum break too, bro? You know, I'm always for, I'm always for like um, kind of like Scozy pointed. I'm always for um, games getting a, uh, a decent sequel if it's worthwhile and the first game scored if you all don't remember i think like 77 on meta for xbox and like a 90 on steam yeah. so people love the game and and i have to often say this but a 70 anything in the 70s is telling you that it's a good game <laughs> we've mm-hmm. come so far like 80s and all of that is like you can't, if you don't get an 80 or 90 then the game is terrible but 77 is actually telling you it's a really really good game in most people's eyes i know a lot of people are like ah, i don't need to need to look at reviews and meta but they do give you some type of uh, review uh, or at least some overview of what you can kind of expect even if you don't want to follow it but that said absolutely yeah uh the thing i'll say too uh it was funny what Richie pointed out yeah like we know why he wants to do it yeah of course he's right <laughs> you know everybody yeah. wants to make money I love it, Sean. i'm just kidding yeah, I mean, he can't be Iceman right now, so why not? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I get it. But, no, I mean, yeah, I would absolutely love it. You know, the, you, I, mean, I know you mentioned the TV aspect. I think if they cut that out and kind of just focus more on just gaming and really focus on giving us strong visuals, stronger, you know, um, controls and stuff like that, no pun intended, uh, that that it would be it could excel better than control and, and be better received. Uh, I'm all for that too for another reason because Quantum Break to me, much like a lot of the Xbox One games, unfortunately uh, failed. Not so much uh, because the game weren't quality or good, mm-hmm. but but because of the poor reception of the Xbox One. And so I would love for it to kind of get that that resurgence and that you know that somewhat of a a comeback story that would be nice for that to see that happen um you know also too that's interesting by the way because you all mentioned alan wake did you all know that apparently that control and such is part of that universe yep same universe mm-hmm. he was in it wasn't right. he yeah, I, I thought he was in control in the, the DLC. DLC. Correct. It, it was yes. actually yeah. really funny because at the end of the the last control DLC, uh, mm-hmm. Alan Wake basically shows up and looks to camera and he's like, "See you in Alan Wake too." And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, points at the camera. Later. See you guys later. Yeah, and, and like a full year later, they had the reveal trailer where they announced Alan Wake two, and it was basically the same thing. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, Alan Wake two is happening!" It was like, "Yeah, where have you been?" <laughs> Guess I didn't play yeah. the DLC. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. But yeah, I mean, you know, absolutely, man. I think it'll be really dope to actually bring that out and, and like I said, have a resurgence. I, and I think that for all of the Xbox One games, I know we couldn't get it for something like, um, what's that, Sunset Overdrive. I know it's not a launch, but, you know, I'm thinking of things like that, which absolutely deserve a sequel. And we, Same thing with Rise, Son of Rome. Rise, like, yes. I play footage I all Rise. the time and people are like, wait a second, boom. What's that game? Uh, that mm-hmm. is a game that launched with the Xbox One back in 2013. Yeah, and that's the same up. game. Yeah, it still go. looks good. Yeah. So good. It's been a while since I've played it, but I do absolutely love Rise and I always argue for it. Um, yeah, and Rise is another game that kind of suffered due to that. And also, of course, being tied to the Connect before they actually you know, canceled that and moved it to controls. But um, yeah, man, I, I, I think I, I love the idea of these games getting a second chance too. I think it's just a really dope 
idea. And Microsoft, in my opinion, Microsoft, by the way, I saw somebody in chat saying that Remedy owns it. No, Microsoft owns this IP. No, no, they, 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 that's actually Abacab72, good friend of the program, has been here for many, many years, uh, actually confirmed that, yes, Microsoft actually owns mm -hmm. the IP. So yep. there's that. Yeah. Now, Remedy, of course, owns uh, Alan Wake and, and Control, but they don't yes, own Alan. Yes, yes, yeah. they do. They yeah. did Max Payne, too, I think, which is an interesting mm -hmm. thing to yep. bring up because yep. the first Max Payne, I believe, did not review well. No, it yeah. did review. But it's terrible. a great game. I loved it. One of my I favorite games Max back Payne. in the days. Mm -hmm. I love it. I it was it. one of my favorites. Introduced the bullet time, Matrix yes. style. Yep. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love the idea of that. Bring back these games like this and, and you know, reintroduce them properly. And and that's another thing too. Just to throw it out there really quick, that whole 900p fiasco, of course, and 7820 and all of that, all of that <laughs> from the Xbox One thing harmed the games too. And IGN and a lot of these places were not kind to Xbox during that time. So it, it will be interesting to see it getting it on the you know the most powerful console, as they say here, in the best of settings and and the best of you know all the bells and whistles and getting it out there that would really be nice to see that so i, I hope I, I would hope that it happens yeah i absolutely agree yeah shout out to scott gamer dude he says i have quantum break installing as we speak yes. <laughs> uh, nice. yeah awesome uh shout out to jesse debario says infinite umbra we need a mixtape xbox exclusive mixtape maybe I, I i like it i like what you're putting burr, down burr, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, N64, Josh, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Well, look, look, you know what? We'll go to Josh and we'll go to Daniel on this. Josh, look, you obviously, you know, Quantum Break, it, it it hit, but it didn't hit like it should have, right? It it missed. And, and again, even to this day, folks, there is a rhetoric that has, that's, listen, I'm going to say it. I don't give a shit. I, the reality is that there are a subset of gamers podcasters and community members in the in in the uh, in the fictitious uh, 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 uh journalism journalistic community that just have a distaste for xbox and they find every little nook and cranny to dump on the brand that that is a, that is an absolute fact that has not gone away i don't know if it ever will uh i i, I kind of look at microsoft well specifically xbox as the little guy that could this is the game that would generate a significant amount of interest because of a potential comeback story. What do you think about Quantum Break 2? I mean, I enjoyed the first game. I didn't play it to completion. I I I liked seeing Xbox take some risks, you know, kind of add add television to uh to their game, right? I don't know that it's I don't know that it's something I want to see all the time, but uh, I feel like there were some some redeeming qualities to that game that they could maybe lean into. Yeah. And then uh, I, I think some of the characters were interesting. I think I, I think there were were some good good aspects to that game. So to see to see what they could, you know, I, I don't know that there's remedies pretty amazing, you know, so uh, anything that we get to see from them making its making its way to Xbox, I, I think is a good thing. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's a specific genre that Xbox needs more of. Uh, I have criticized them for it. We're going to see this come back the way of Fable, potentially Perfect Dark, even though Perfect Dark is expected to be first person. Hellblade is another one. Um, 
you know, just name name your your flavor. I I would love to see Rise Son of Rome come to come back. At this point, I don't even care if it's a multi plat. I would like to see Microsoft go in there and snatch that game up. Uh, I would like to see Microsoft go back to some older IPs like a Quantum Break two and take another risk. Again, folks, the, the whole point of the change of ideology for Microsoft was we have to sell X amount of copies to get X amount of profit to make it our shareholders happy. They don't have to do that now. They just have to get people engaged in playing the game and downloading it and talking about it to their friends who would then say, oh, what's that? Quantum Break 2? I didn't even know there was a first one. Yeah, go check it out over here. And they join Xbox Game Pass. That's the that's the succession uh, of dominoes falling from Microsoft that we don't see Sony doing. We don't see Nintendo doing it. And Microsoft is paving the way for getting games into more gamers' hands. And I think Quantum Break 2 would, would be successful. Uh, Dan, Daniel, you're shaking your head, by the way. Do you agree with what most people had to say? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Quantum Break is, I, I think, this just real buried gem, right? I, I don't know why it didn't get the good press that it deserved. Remedy doesn't miss. They just don't, right? They... I think they're probably one of the most talented studios that is not currently owned by a major publisher. And honestly, it's to the point where I would expect that to change in some direction probably pretty soon unless they are very adamant on not being acquired because mm-hmm. I'm confident that they're getting a lot of attention just because of how talented they are. Um, and Quantum Break, I think, is is a really great example of that. Alan Wake is probably the one that made them popular i think everyone really loved alan wake during the 360 generation but quantum break was such a massive step up over alan wake in my opinion uh even though i love every game that remedy has made really um because you know you walk through that game and you see sort of the way that they visualize the time dilation in that game and it's 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 amazing it's genuinely phenomenal there's a bit where like a train keeps crashing through a building and like all this stuff stuttering and you hear you know the the people's conversations coming in and out it's it's really cool the the way that they play with it and i would love to see more of it um the cast of that game phenomenal you had uh, yeah. courtney hope who went on to be the main character of control you had aiden gillen who's of course little finger in uh, game of thrones you had uh, the voice yep. of god lance reddick uh you had dominic monaghan the the hobbit um and my second favorite ashmore i'm just <laughs> kidding i i can't tell them apart <laughs> I, I can't. I, don't I really love it. Not I really the second don't. favorite. I, I, I know I they were. It. I know they were both in Smallville, but I don't know which one was which. <laughs> um, I think, you know, if I had to guess, I would say the Quantum Break fell victim to people being all up in their feelings about that TV, TV, TV conference. Even though yep. I think that they completely misunderstood the point of that that conference and what they were trying to say. Uh, if you go back on my channel, I think the very first video I ever did uh, when I was a, a, a wee a wee lad in, <laughs> in my uh, <laughs> bedroom at my parents' house, um, <laughs> you can see I, I break down that conference. And one of the things that I, I really focus in on is that bit where they're talking, you know, TV, TV, TV is they're using it as an example. They never are like, this is a box for TV. They, they use it. They talk about it about in the way where it's like, it's just another aspect of it. They talk about it in like, 
oh, when you're switching between, when you're using voice commands to switch between the different apps, one of the apps you can switch to is TV. Or like, hey, when you snap things, like use the snap feature, which I wish they would bring back. Uh, one of the things you can snap is you can have TV up and you can snap your fantasy stats on the right or whatever. Mm -hmm. right? That was awesome. Uh, and they, they were never like really pushing, hey, this is the box for TV. Um, and the thing that always really makes me laugh is... Uh, People are like, but they barely showed any games. They showed almost the exact same number of games in that conference that PlayStation showed in their respective conference. And PlayStation's conference was an hour longer. So I don't want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just, Tell it's them, just people, it's just people <laughs> seem to forget it. Yeah. Failing to put together the facts and realizing it. They just they catch on to this, you know, TV, TV, TV buzz for it, like catch word. And they, they're like, that's that's the truth. That's the only thing it could be. This is clearly this is the way it must be. Uh, and now, and now, where are you? If you were one of those people, where are you now? Are you not watching the Last of Us show because that show's phenomenal? Are you not looking forward to the the yeah. Gears of War show or movie or whatever it is? You're not looking forward to to the God of War show or the other thirty shows that have been announced in the last Bioshock, six weeks. Shock, Fallout. Where, where are we at? So much. I, I watched the Last of Us show and I loved it. I played same. it with a PS5 <laughs> controller in my hand and it felt exactly the same as playing the game. <laughs> it, I understand that maybe the biggest, you know, PlayStation fans around probably didn't watch it yet because you know it's on a subscription service and you're probably waiting for the Blu-ray to come out so you can pay for it. Yeah, I love, I love, I love um, the spice. This is this is spicy Daniel McGee that we need in our lives. This is the Talk best version it. of Daniel. He's my favorite. Spicy uh, McGee, evil McGee. I love it. It's great. Where are you now? Where are you now? Everyone, you everyone at? wants to to hold it against Xbox this TV 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 conference, and here we are a handful of years later, and it's like, oh boy. I wonder what's going to win best adaptation at the game awards. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I wonder who started that trend going. Hmm. I love it. I love what's, it. What's the, one of the biggest children's movies going right now? Is it the Sonic franchise? Couldn't be. Was that a video game? Nah, nah, couldn't have happened. Anyway, it, it's, <laughs> uh, it, it's just something that's been really irritating me lately where people are like, Oh yeah, now now there's all these new adaptations going. I was like, yeah, remember 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 what TV 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 was a bad thing. Remember all that? Um, how times just, have changed. How the table, how the turns have tables. How the turns exactly. How the how turns, turns have tables. I, would, I love it. I love it. I would oh, love man. to get another Quantum Break game. I think the first one was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I know one of the things that people really hold against it is the gameplay of it. Um, and I think that's really ludicrous because I think the gameplay is phenomenal. I think the gameplay you know, is really the way you, is fantastic. Yeah, the way you dude. like throw up the time bubbles and shoot into it and like all your different powers, I think, are just so fun to play with. And people want to, you know, one of the other things that, that keeps being brought up against it is that, it, you know, it ran at, what was it, 900p, I think? It was 900p it? or mm -hmm. whatever the hell it was, yeah. And so people, people want to hold that against it. And, and you know what, it, that's fair. But I think we also need to keep in mind that we're going into 2023. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Legend of Zelda is going to come out. It's going to run at 720 and, at go. 15 frames a second. And it's going to be yeah. game of the year. Yes. <laughs> so what are we talking about? Yeah, people are I like, oh, if Starfield doesn't run at 60, I'm not going to play it. No, you're going to play it. Yeah, you will. Don't lie to me. Yeah, will. <laughs> you might go and play it on your PC if you got a good rig, but you're going to play it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on. We had a good discussion the other day. We had a space, me and Risk it, and a few people came through funds and a few other people. And I said the same, like, if it doesn't hit 60, I would wish that they could get a performance mode, but I'm yep. definitely going to play that game at 30. There's nothing stopping me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, uh, again, gr gr great way to uh, to close out topic number two. Folks, we're going to bring to you the, the big topic of the of the show. 
Uh, listen, Fallout Five. What what do we know about it? When is it coming? Is it going to be twenty? Is twenty thirty six? Is when we're expecting it to come? I I, I don't know. Uh, but we do have someone here that has a significant amount of information regarding it. Look, Fallout Four. I I enjoyed it. I played through it. I beat it. But Fallout Four for me didn't hit like Fallout Three. Right? Like Fallout Three. It for me as 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 a gamer is is the pinnacle is the pinnacle fallout now i never played fallout one and two on the pc because i'm not a pc dude that's just never been my thing so for my first fallout experience it was three and i have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours invested into that game um I played. Uh, I, I I didn't put as many hours, a few hundred, uh, into Fallout Four. I did beat it, uh, but Vegas is my favorite of all time, and that's not that wasn't made by Bethesda. That was made by Obsidian. Scalzi, look, um, you know, Bethesda finds themselves in a pickle. Um, they find themselves in a pickle because they are Microsoft first party. Todd Howard has a lot of things that he's doing. Uh, besides Starfield being the biggest uh, IP uh, in two decades for them, releasing what we're expecting to be in a couple of months. Um, he's also highly invested in Indiana Jones with machine games. Um, he's also highly invested in the pre-production of The Elder Scrolls Six. So when you say that and you take a step back and you say, Jesus, man, that, that's one dude that's overseeing this incredible, incredible amount of IP. Can Fallout be put on top of his back? I mean, we're going to kill this guy. So, you know, Fallout 76, obviously I bought it. And I simply bought it for the helmet that's right over there. I bought it for the power, the power armor helmet. The game was awful. I haven't been I I played maybe five hours since it's come out. Now, to Bethesda's credit, that game has turned around and has millions and millions and millions of players that go back to that game. As a matter of fact, hell, that game just that game just jumped onto the PlayStation service. Uh PlayStation uh their service just a couple of weeks ago. And now PlayStation gamers who have, you know. The uh, their, their their different tiers are playing that game if they weren't already. Um, I, I I think there's something to be said that the world is ready for a single player driven Fallout, uh, and to suggest that in front of its path, in front of its release path, you have Starfield, which isn't still still isn't out. You have Indiana Jones by Machine Games, but being overlooked by by Todd Howard. It's one of his favorite franchises, if you didn't know. Uh, he actually has movie props. You ever seen him on a shelf? He has like a Phil Spencer shelf, all Indiana Jones stuff. He's a huge fan. And, of course, The Elder Scrolls uh, 6, which Elder Scrolls Online, which we're going to get some new information on, not my bag. I know you can play it as a single player, but I, I want a traditional one. My question to you, Scolzi, is how dire is the Fallout 5 situation for fans like myself who want a traditional single player, story driven, uh, you know, type of game with NPCs that join your party and they and you can switch off at the fly? How many years are we from that? 
that's that's a sad question <laughs> because we're, <laughs> we're multiple answer. years um we're multiple years i would say if i had a ballpark it probably 2028 ish uh yeah we're a long way away and it, it's a dire situation for fallout single player fans right and it all began hang on my cat is clawing my chair no uh, it all began kind of as with a slap in the face to the community and you know i, I love bethesda um I try to be neutral as much as I can if I love a company, but Bethesda did slap their audience in the face. And the only reason I say this is because they did a big campaign. I think it was a while, 2018. I don't remember when it was. This is ancient times, it feels like now. But they did the Save Player One campaign, which is all about how a lot of games are forcing multiplayer into them and single player games are getting rare. So they did the hashtag Save Player One campaign. They uploaded a trailer about how they're going to focus on single-player games and not, they're not going to abandon single-player games. And then what did they do? They announced a multiplayer game. <laughs> so, like, it, it was just kind of kind of a weird situation, even when Fallout 76 uh, was released. I played Fallout 76. Um, it was kind of not that good when it first came out. Uh, it's a lot better now, but it's a game I can't play by myself. If I play it with my wife or some friends, I have fun. It's, it's fun to play with friends. But as a single player game, as a game you play solo, it's just not not even near near the same. Uh, so Fallout 5 definitely needs to happen if Bethesda wants to hang on to the pretty substantial Fallout fan base they have, even though it's it's fairly divided between those who think uh, Interplay did it better and all et cetera, et cetera. There's always some type of conversation about that kind of thing, but. We do know Fallout 5 at least is their next plan after Tez 6. They've confirmed that. It's going to be Starfield, it'll be Tez 6, and it'll be Fallout 5. But Starfield will probably have DLC and expansions. Tez 6 will probably yeah, have yeah. DLC and expansions. And the one thing is Microsoft is partnered with Bethesda now. So they theoretically have access uh, to a lot more staff to ask to, to assets for testing for whatever whatever they need microsoft can give it to them. money program whatever uh but will bethesda utilize that to make their games faster it doesn't seem like that's ever been their priority it seems like if they had access to more assets uh, more capabilities they would use that to make their games better but still take the same amount of time uh to make them and that's kind of what i'm picking up on here now um i almost don't think we would have seen a delay for starfield if Bethesda wasn't partnered with Microsoft, I feel like they felt more secure with delaying the game so they can get rid of those old style Bethesda bugs. So the one pos possible positive we'll get with having to wait five, 10 more years for Fallout 5 is it'll probably release with a lot more content. It'll be a lot less buggy. You won't get in your par power armor and fall through the floor or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> and it'll probably be awesome. And I will say this, it is confirmed. I, I do know this 100% as a fact that Bethesda has at least a couple pages in the design doc for Fallout 5 right now. Originally, they wanted Fallout 4 to go in New York, but they changed it up. So we might see a Fallout 5 in a heavy urban environment for the first time, potentially in a in a New York setting or even Chicago. Oh, that would be dope. Uh, yeah, that. and and there's evidence to support in Fallout 4 that New York might be where they're going next because New York gets brought up multiple times when you're messing around with the yes. Yes. steel. So yep, sure does. Yeah, um, it sucks. We gotta wait a while. Um, but it's gonna happen. Uh, I feel like after after Starfield is out, we're kind of gonna settle back into that Bethesda pattern we know and maybe don't love, where you know it used to be Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Elder Scrolls. Only now we're gonna have Starfield, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Star. So it's 
the time period between these games is probably going to be bigger. Um, but this is just my own speculation. We're still in a new anomaly of Bethesda. This is a new Bethesda because, like I said, they have more access to assets and funding and whatever else they need than they've ever had before. So this is definitely going to be – this is the very, very early foundations of the future new uh, Bethesda. So we just kind of got to wait and see how it goes. It sucks that we got to wait. Pass, it's pass a question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Do you Do you think it's possible, possible that after – Outer Worlds 2 Obsidian takes the reins and yeah, that cuts that's the down the time I want to talk a bit. about. Yeah, that's a good one, man. That's I was going to ask I that. I mean, that's, that's what great. I want to happen. I'm just do you think that's a possibility of um, them taking the reins? It can go it can go oh, sorry, I got three three things I can say about this. Obsidian has shown interest in revisiting Yeah, publicly too. Yeah. That's yep. their that's you know, that's one of their babies, right? A lot of them worked at Interplay originally and created a bunch of great games. Fallout, Hard Warp, Interplay was awesome. Obsidian is awesome. Uh, but the second thing I want to say, as a game developer, uh, I work with Once Lost Games. We're making a big, massive game, whatever. I'm not going to plug that. But uh, but well, I, I, I do have some. Definitely. We plug <laughs> but I do have some knowledge with you know how how that stuff works. I don't know if Obsidian would want to uh, from a business perspective because they are their own studio funded by Microsoft, yeah. partnered with Microsoft. They probably want to make their own IPs that they. That's what I was wondering too. Stand own. out on their own. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, their their own stuff, their own their own universes, their own IPs. Uh, it seems like the outer world, the outer worlds. I always want to say the outer wilds. I don't know why those two yeah, games. Yeah, I do that too. All the, time. <laughs> the outer worlds might kind of be their fallout now. It might be. Yep. It. Um, I don't know if we're gonna see another. And and then the third thing I want to bring up is, uh, I think it's Brian McCaffrey from IGN. He interviewed Todd Howard. He asked the question in a really dumb way. All respect to Ryan, but the way he asked the question was dumb. He said, would you ever be comfortable with handing the reins of Fallout off to another yeah. studio like Obsidian? And Todd Howard reacted in a kind of taken aback way where he was like, no, 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 no. Uh, we don't want to do that. Uh, I don't know his exact words, but he seemed taken aback a little bit. So we can use that as evidence that perhaps Bethesda isn't interested in that. But my my devil's advocate to my own theory there is i believe if ryan may have asked the question in a different way we may have gotten a more positive response if he would have said would you ever feel comfortable with letting obsidian do another one-off like new vegas instead of asking would you feel comfortable handing the reins off that yeah yeah, yeah i agree that was a bad way to phrase it yeah yeah um so it's it's kind of hard to pin down if we're going to get another fallout from obsidian but from a business perspective i would have to say no unfortunately they, they might do it just as a one-off if we're lucky if we're like okay, all right. That, that, I, that, that's can I ask one question too? To sure, Scorby? absolutely, dude. This is the Scozy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> we got them. Let's use them. <laughs> so, Scozy, I was having a discussion with Risk and uh, and Jedi Knight Peter one time, and actually the other day as well. And we were talking about the engines, and uh, you know, a few people joined our space and were like, oh, I wish they would have changed out. Blah, blah blah. My thought was that I wish that maybe uh, the creation engine, I think part the second iteration whatever is causing more issues than it's solving and maybe you know moving to a more productive engine could be uh you know produce produce a quick you know results for them would you think like if you had the choice what would you have them move to or would you have them just iterate on on creation engine well that's a twofold answer um if I had, if I had any question like that about any company and what stu what engine they'd move to, my answer would always be Unreal Five. Uh, Unreal Five yep. is just a great it's a great engine, um, really modular, lots of pretty high tech stuff. If any engine is actually pushing forward 
gaming technology. It's Unreal 5 right now. Uh, my company is using Unreal 5, or not my company, but the company I work for. So it, it, it's, it's a great engine. But that being said, um, I kind of think they need to stick to Creation Engine 2 only because it's better for a big company like Bethesda to have their own in-house engine because that having your own in-house engine as a foundation to build upon later is just the way to go. Um, it seems like Creation Engine 2 was a bit of a hurdle for them. Um, they had to add in a lot of new gameplay mechanics like space flight, uh, probably other vehicle mechanics, and no other Bethesda game could really get vehicles to work right. I mean, in, in Fallout, when you rode the train, they just put a train over the character's head as a hat. <laughs> so it looked like you were in a truck. Like they have trouble with vehicles. <laughs> so, so they probably had a lot of trouble with various engine things. And this is the first major engine overhaul they've basically ever done. Um, their engines are modular. So with the first creation engine, they would just upgrade their different modulars, whether whether it would be software uh, like like um radiant ai or whether it would be their their in-house physics changes to their systems because originally they went with i believe the havoc engine back as early as oblivion but they after that they they did their own in-house physics so they they work on their engines over time sequel to sequel they add to it and i think if they could do that with creation engine 2 um that would be be even better and my final point with that is they kind of need to stick to creation engine 2 because one of the big uh, factors that keep their games alive have longer lifespan is their modding community uh if they change it up to unreal 5 that would probably not kill it completely but it would derail it a bit so with with, with what they what they got with creation engine 2 with, with their bta uh, b2a archive systems and everything else there's a lot of tools for modders to use specifically for the creation engine out there that that if they didn't exist, we wouldn't have all the great mods we have now, mm. um, including the mod lists. You can download the mod list with 900 mods for Skyrim or Fallout 4 with Wabajack and just click and walk away from it. And you don't have to download patches. You don't have to build bash patch. You don't have to do anything. So it's 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 almost plug and play in a massive way now. So if, if they switch to another engine, I fear that that would probably uh, be an issue. But no, they definitely had some problems with, with CE2. Uh, I have faith that they'll overcome these problems. Um, we might still get some of those Bethesda bugs in Starfield because of them utilizing CE2 for the first time and building it during its development. But, but no, I, I think they should stick to it. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank Good you. Stuff. Uh, I, uh, Daniel, you have, you have yeah, any questions yeah. specifically for uh, Scalzi TV regarding Fallout? Uh, I mean, I sure I could think of a hundred. Uh, one thing that I want to say is I 100% agree with you about the, uh, about the engine thing for, I mean, when when I was in school, we used the Unreal Engine, and it's phenomenal. I mean, it's 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 a really we were using four. I can only imagine five as a step up uh, in terms of usability. Obviously, it's a step up in terms of just what it can do. Um, but you know, we were on teams of one, just complete novices, and you would be amazed the the things that some of the people in that class were able to whip out in just a couple of months. It, like it was genuinely amazing. That that the Unreal Engine is is very good for just being able to get an idea out you know what i mean but i agree completely i think that the creation engine is what gives bethesda rpgs their their identity right you know there's a lot of great engines out there but none of them are able to give a game world the level of interactability that the creation engine is able to give it the fact that in a, in a bethesda rpg you can walk into a store and uh, put a basket on a guy's head and like knock all his stuff over. Like you can't do that in another game because none yeah. of those things would be a real physics object because most engines don't allow you to do that because 
it makes the game not run good and the creation engine is okay with taking those risks they're like yes if we do this there are going to be instances in which there are more bugs and in which it doesn't run as well as maybe some other games probably would but it gives players uh, such a higher level of freedom and creativity and control over their own game world that i think it's worth it like i, I know that there's definitely going to be people who play starfield or, or even fallout 5 probably uh and will still point out hey this is almost certainly still going to have a larger number of bugs than the majority of games, right? Um, and it's fine. <laughs> like, I, I I would prefer if it didn't, but if that's a necessary drawback to getting a game that has the level of freedom that a, a Bethesda RPG has, I'm 100% here for it. Um, my only question to, to Skullzy would be, because uh, would be, where where do you want the next fallout like your dream fallout game what would be the location of it because we've seen a lot of a lot of theories around this and you were saying that uh new york seemed to be you know a plausible answer but what, what would be your like dream one you know that's an awesome question um so my dream one would be in the tropical archipelago um i think that would just be awesome going from island to island yeah, that's a great uh, choice dude that I, is I love islands wow games. so different yes yeah yeah, I, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I love islands and games. They just work perfectly. You see something out there. It's your next adventure. Mm -hmm. You wonder what's there. You go. To, it's just it's just great. Uh, but also, we haven't seen an environment like that in Fallout. And, you know, I'd like to see it in, in maybe the Cuban area. But if they did in Hawaii, it would be very interesting because there's a lot Holy of theories in crap, Fallout that Hawaii one, didn't get yeah. hit with a nuke. So we could actually see some stable societies for once who aren't necessarily fully post-apocalyptic dealing with the new post-apocalyptic frontline and territories where they have to try to maintain their stability and also decide, you know, what their ideology is with the wasteland. Do they want to help people? Do they want to remain isolationist so that they can hang on to the civilized stuff they have? It would be a really interesting backdrop, not just for the environments, but also for uh, the political elements or whatever you want to consider that in the game. Um, of course, the only possible issue with that is how big can the game be if it's, you know, in Cuba or something, because, that's not a huge area of landmass, so they'd have to find a good way mm -hmm. to make it to where it's not just a uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which I did love. Uh, I, I like the game, but I don't think Bethesda could get away with with having half of a Fallout game be pirate or water theme. You know, they'd have to have something there they can figure out. But yeah, my answer would be tropical islands. I think that would just be amazing. Uh, maybe yeah, a jungle mainland you can go yeah. to would just be cool. Uh, oh, Pete yeah. in the chat uh, agrees with you, and I do as well. Uh, color palette is uh, is something that we have we have yet to see yes. in Fallout. It's very gray yep. and black and brown, and you know, occasionally you get a little green in there, but it's it's mm -hmm. the world has been nuked. So what does it look <laughs> right. like? It looks it looks well, crummy. That's why I, really I was going like. to say Japan, but Skullzy answer was way better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> when he said islands, I was like, yes. Yeah. It'll be so different. I, I actually I have a that. question for Skullzy, but I want to grab uh, N64, Josh. You, you have any questions regarding uh, Fallout 5 for Skullzy as we, uh, as we uh, potentially close out this topic and move on to something else? The, the, I, every time I see Fallout is on the list, I'm like, oh, God. Like, please don't call on me. I, it's, not, it's, it's not a serious. Like, I've I've probably played five minutes of Fallout Three, and that's the extent of my of my time with the series, unfortunately. So, um, but the little bit I do know, like, just kind of leaning into the the island aspect of it, it seems like if if there were islands, that would mean there'd be 
you know, some large bodies of water and potentially some, uh, you know, like barges or, or large ships that some gameplay could take place on as well. And that might be, uh, um, it might give the opportunity for just some, uh, quite a few different environments, which I think would be, I think would be cool. I will ask this question, which game should I start with if I was going to jump into the series? I would say Fallout 3. That's my favorite one. Uh, yeah. I've, I played the first two Fallouts, but they're, you know, very different, isometric. So in yeah. terms of Bethesda Fallout, I'd say Fallout 3. Fallout 4 isn't bad, but it's more forced in terms of the story. Fallout 3 felt more open. Fallout 4 was find your son. <laughs> voice yeah, uh, voice yeah. character. Yeah. It's hard to immerse yourself in it, but not everyone plays those games for immersion purposes. Some play them for just the shooting. So, But I would say Fallout 3, uh, that's my favorite one. It is a little dated. If you can't get into the dated aspect of it, uh, give Fallout 4 a chance because it is fun, uh, and especially coming from someone who hasn't played previous Fallout games. You may not be as biased with some of the critique Fallout 4 had with its voice protagonist and, and its main story not feeling as open. Um, so if, if you want more modern Fallout 4, but if you just want to experience Fallout for what I think it is and its best, Fallout 3. Cool. Yeah. I appreciate it. Nah, right. Can I ask Quite another fun. question? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, brother. Before, I don't want to move on too quick. Um, do you think it's possible, Scolzi, Microsoft could just hire on more bodies and make the, and expand the studio that out? Was, yeah, you see, that was you know my what I'm question. saying because yeah, I, we, I like we know they yeah. did that with Undead Labs. Undead Labs went from 55 people and stated uh, stated decay two to to 130, increased yeah, the studio by 81. Yeah. percent Yep. So I'm thinking can we hire just more bodies you know to to get into it and expand out the studio and kind of do what they did with call of duty so we i don't want it i'm not saying annual i don't want the three big games to come out every year but maybe we can take a six to a ten year gap and make it three years you know what I mean? Or four well, everyone's in rotation. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Three or four. I would take that yeah, would be that, better that, than waiting six to ten years. That that that's that a gonna, possibility. That was my question, Retro. You stole it right out right out of my Sorry. brain. Good Sorry, for you. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> my question was gonna be is there a world where there are in parallel development uh cycles yes. for both fall fallout five and um and uh uh Elder Scroll Six? I mean, my, it's Microsoft, right? I mean, they, 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 they're not limitless. They have investments. They have investors. We understand all of that. Let's not, let, let's not pretend that this is not going to cost millions upon millions of dollars. But to Retri's point, it kind of makes sense to dual develop these games and just Absolutely. hire on people. Hey, put it out there to the ether. Who wants to work on the next Fallout? Who wants to work on the next, you know, whatever? And And they could... Get people from other studios uh, within, right? Do an, an internal memo. Maybe people from, uh, you know, Obsidian want to. Yeah, you know what? I, I do want to work on the next full. I'm, I'm going to go over there, and they kind of intermingle people from the near 23 studios, and potentially when ABK is done, add another 11. I mean, that's that's massive talent. I think. I boom. Think speaking of which. The only way for them really to to get around uh, trying to get Fallout and Elder Scrolls out with, you know, before we're all like dead or something like that. Would, before the nuke actually hits. Yeah, before a real nuke hits is, would be the case of having to, you know, give it to another team. But otherwise, I don't see how we would get Fallout 5. I, I mean, think about it. 2028 is probably gen. the earliest for 
for Elder Scrolls. I, you know, that's coming first, right? If I'm not mistaken. So Fallout yeah, 5. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that would probably be like what 2032 or 2034. That's what we, yeah, yeah, potentially. That's that would be time. the best case scenario for them to do that, uh, is to have another studio that focuses on Fallout within Bethesda. But you know, ultimately, that's Bethesda's call, um, if right, they want right. to do that. But yeah. I will say this, uh, since Microsoft and Bethesda have partnered, Bethesda has expanded massively they've hired I, I don't even i've lost track of the amount of people but almost everyone in their studios even um alpha dog games the mobile studio that we never hear about has like doubled they're like at 100 people right. now instead of like 40 or whatever it is so they have been expanding uh massively so there is potential for something like that uh to happen and in the best case scenario i would say bethesda creates a fallout strike team elder scrolls strike team but they also bring on Bingo. some people from obsidian uh yeah. to help on the fallout strike team because uh, Bethesda is one of their big things is they between Bethesda Softworks and all the various studios, BGS, Machine Games, it, they 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 work together. They 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 pass builds together, the the QA to, to test each other's games, and they'll pick talent, they'll pick programmers from one studio and have them help on a different project for another studio. So they're already kind of in that ballpark. All they gotta do is just take another step forward and have it be a whole separate studio that does right. this project rather than multiple studios working on multiple shared multiple, projects right i guess that's what i'm saying yeah. is to have a specialized team just for that and we know like obsidian is an unreal too so you got unreal versus creation engine too so i don't know if that would you know if they would go back and forth and take guys from obsidian anyways if they're working on out of words too and a completely an unreal five um but I'm just, I just, I'm just trying to make it happen quicker somehow in my head. Yeah, <laughs> That's no, the only way I think that they could do it faster because I, I don't think they're going to just rush their games quicker because they have these, these new mm -hmm. assets. The only way they do it is if, if they had definite studios that still Dedicated. took the same amount of time to yeah. make a game, but they released every two years. So, so we get, so we get a Starfield, Starfield DLC expansions. And then two years after that, we get Fallout 5 uh, because right. of, because they have a separate series that they should do that in my opinion. Um, yeah. there's, there's theories Talk that they're doing that, but there's no real solid evidence, but they have been expanding and they still are. Uh, so for them to still be expanding to such a massive degree, they're planning something, either their games mm -hmm. are going to be to such a huge increase of, of, of content that we're going to be blown away or we're going to get them quicker. I, I think it's hopefully will be a mix of both. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just still kind of early with the Alliance right now between yeah. the official Alliance between Microsoft and, and Bethesda, but, uh, no, I, I agree they should do that, but it's it's kind of too early to tell one way or another if they're headed that direction. Theoretically, they could be, uh, but we'll just have to pay pay attention to what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. No, no I, I love it. I, I, I love the roundtable. watch Skullsy's cool. channel, because then you, you'll be the first to know. I would be surprised, though. <laughs> that channel for sure. A couple Super Chats, uh, but we, we have some oh, uh, Starfield talk to get into. And of course, we're gonna we're gonna it, it, it is a it, it is a raging uh, controversy uh, that has started once again on social media. Uh, shout out to Colt Eastwood, a uh, good friend of mine. I got a chance to meet him and his incredible wife uh, at E3 2019. What a what a great dude! Like he is as stand up as he is. You see him on 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 camera. He's a good dude. Uh, gonna meet him again uh, at E3 2023, which I'm going. Uh, with a lot of people uh, from the, from many of the podcasts that I'm on, I'm hopefully I can run into him and several others uh, uh, there. 
But he did something that Scolzi that set the internet ab ablaze. Um, and he put a picture of Starfield and on the, on the left-hand side. And on the right-hand side, he inserted a picture of the lead singer from Earth, Wind, and Fire singing September, which suggested that somehow <laughs> or another... Uh, this game is getting delayed until the fall of the uh, of this year. Now, I, 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 of course, I didn't even comment on it. If, if you know, he has a lot of inside track information, uh, and I trust Colt Eastwood. He does incredible videos. There's a reason why he's almost at 150 thousand subscribers. I mean, there's there's a reason for it. Uh, uh, in Colt, we trust. But this, I, I have to disagree with. Now, uh, this morning on Reddit, uh, and if you missed it yesterday. The new box art for the Xbox Series X has Starfield on it. So the it appears, based on some information that was put out yesterday, that the you know the wheel is starting to turn. We, we're getting some information, Scolzi, that there is a scheduled Starfield gameplay trailer at the Super Bowl. That is something that we're hearing from numerous sources. But something else came to my attention this morning via Reddit that they had circled that the box that was uh, making the rounds yesterday was printed on January 4th of 2023, which suggests that this went into production before the new year, uh, gearing up for what is expected to be the 3-23-23. Again, it's a date that I have said. It's a date as Umbra has said. It is one of those dates that when you look on the calendar, smile if you are a fan of Todd Howard because he loves these specific dates. And more, more importantly, if the evidence didn't point to it, NASA has launched numerous space probes and operations on that specific date, which makes sense for Starfield to release on that date because, well, Todd Howard likes dates. Let's let's try and break this down, Scozy. Is Starfield going to be delayed again and to September, no less? You know, I'll, I'll do respect to Colt. He, he has some awesome sources. He's a great guy. I've been on the show, I think, a couple times. Uh, but but this one, I kind of question. Um, the main reason is September just doesn't make sense. If the game was delayed, I think November would be when it would release. I don't think they'd release it in yeah. in September. November would just make yep. more sense uh, for Todd Howard's love of numbers and also just, I guess, sales and stuff. Uh, but but in terms of it being delayed, you know, I think maybe you asked me two months ago, I might say the chances are, are pretty solid. But now it feels like things are starting to ramp up. Um, if they're printing an Xbox Starfield box they wouldn't do that unless something was coming around the corner soon it, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. make sense for them to do something like that if they weren't confident at least a little bit that starfield would release during uh during their release window and at the same time <clears throat> there's i don't know why if if the game was gonna be delayed i don't think that anyone that could leak something to an insider like cult would know the month that it would be delayed too. I, I don't think they they would be able to tell them it's going to be delayed until September 11th. I don't think that they would inherently know. I think that the delay would just be another six months, and we would probably have to wait three months of that delay to hear the new release date. Uh, so yeah, there's there's a few red flags at least um, with this. Now I'm not saying Colt is wrong. He could have just been given information from somebody who they thought I mean, it was we get, correct. I, I get it wrong all the time, and I'm the first one to admit it. I mean, it, it happens. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it definitely happens uh, for, for numerous reasons, you know, whether it's grapevine stuff or just misinformation, which does sometimes get passed down to insiders, sometimes not even uh, on purpose. Uh, but no, if, if the game was going to get delayed, I don't think we'd be seeing Starfield art. I don't think we'd be, uh, sorry, box art. I don't think we'd be, I don't think it'd be delayed until September. And I don't think we'd even know the month of the actual new delays release. So. Yeah, I don't think the game's going to get delayed. I, I have the feeling that here very soon, probably within the next 30 days, we're going to get a Starfield showcase, uh, a Starfield major focused showcase uh, where they go into a lot more detail than we've seen before about the game and they drop the release date. Uh, I still think it would be March, but there's I got to ask you, though, is that enough time for marketing? That yeah, that's what I was about to quick. say. It doesn't seem like it, right? I that's 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 my main. If there was any any potential thing that made me think the game wasn't coming out in March, it would be because it's not enough time, right? They would have already had exactly. to in, in December, in December, even November, start ramping it up even more than their one little dev Q and A every month or two, right? Uh, so that means the game may not come out in March. It doesn't mean it may not come out during the first six months of of uh, 2023. It could come out in june but then when i say mm -hmm. that out loud it doesn't make sense either because generally in game development the summer is known as the dead zone for sales like you don't get that many sales in games in june and i say sales sales doesn't mean sales anymore it means downloads from game pass whatever it is right, right, people just right, don't play right. that many games in june they don't play that many games in the summer uh maybe when the, the how do i say this uh the virus is going around maybe <laughs> when everyone was inside uh yeah, but stuff. it's different yeah. now you know so there's a lot of strange anomalies, I would say, with when Starfield could potentially come out, which makes this an interesting topic. If I had to put my chips on the table, I'd still say March, uh, just because Oblivion came out in March. It makes more sense for a game to come out in March rather than June or even May. Uh, and September doesn't make any sense at all. What if about April? Like, what about April, Scozy? April could open, work. Right? April, April could work. It's wide open. Yeah. Yeah, April could work, especially because I don't think there's really much stuff coming out in April, right? So they could probably I think so. That, that would also work. Um, I don't. Some people like to bring Redfall in the converse. I don't think Redfall's release date's really gonna be interchangeable with Starfield. They may not want to release them the same day, <laughs> but they're two different right. studios, two different game types. They could come out the same month for sure. So yeah, it's it's well. It's, let me ask a you a question like this: since you just said that about Redfall, do you think it? is okay for starfield and diablo 4 to come out at the same time that if it was going to be june for starfield yeah. do you think they can cannibalize each other i think they'd be willing to release them the same time but i don't think it would be a best case scenario um they're obviously two different kind of you know um one one's a space game and one's one's a fantasy yeah i mean uh, they're very different thing. so they're so they're different but diablo is is one of those franchises that have stood the test of time forever and has a huge huge following include i love yep. diablo i'm hyped for diablo yep. for um i don't think they'd like it but i think they'd be willing to do it if they had to uh, is my answer to that's that. uh, i mean that's kind of what i'm leaning towards too here's one little theory i'm just going to throw out there real quick yeah sure if red falls date is really, you know, if the show's in January and we find out the date and four months later, the date is now May 2nd or 3rd, I think it was, I can't remember. And it's four, it's a four month period. If we get the Starfield in February, four months later is June. That's what makes, you know, I like to do like timing when it comes to marketing and stuff. 
So I'm wondering if it actually is June, like ACG said he had 100% confirmation it was June. I Like I said last podcast, I think I might be changing my mind. I think I'm going to go with June on Starfield personally. I don't want it in June at all. I'd rather have April. I'd rather have May. I'd rather have any month that isn't Redfall or Diablo 4, uh, uh, specifically Diablo 4, personally. But I mean, well, I mean Microsoft Redfall gonna do just got a, do. a leaked release date of May 7th, right? So, right. So is oh, it was May 7th it, or the 2nd? Which one was it? I thought was it was the 2nd. Oh, yeah, okay. So it is the 2nd. Okay, my, yeah. my, my mistake. Yeah. yeah, so May, early May uh, for that. Uh, we've heard numerous uh, dates around uh, motorsport being June. Uh, I don't think they would do motorsport and uh, uh, Starfield, and on top of that, have uh, Diablo 4 around the corner. I think that'd be disastrous. April Uh, and May is looking real good for some of these. (laughs) I'm hoping that the 323-23, which I I actually think, uh, and again, everyone has has known about Starfield at some point. Now, maybe they're not as invested as we are. Right, because we're all content creators, and we talk about it, and we're most of us are huge fans of Todd Howard. I think that in a world in social media, the way it is, there is a place where we get the Super Bowl, which I believe is the first. Right, that's February first, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, February first or second. Right, you get your trailer, you get your gameplay trailer and gets observed by hundreds of millions of people, right? And then three days later, you have your dedicated developer direct for Starfield. It's still fresh in the people's minds, the gamers' minds, the normies' minds, that are going to look at this game and say, holy shit, that looks like Star Trek or Star Wars or Battlestar Galactica. I want in on this. And they find out from their friends again i understand the normies as they're called or the casual gamings uh the gamers they're they're not entrenched like we are but they're also not boobs they go to social media they have facebook they have uh twitter they they have pick your pick your favorite uh social media uh, uh uh app they have it and if this is done right starfield will be plastered on everything and then they find out this developer direct is happening. And they have, let's say, you know, the Super Bowl is the first. You see the commercial. It's viewed 10 million times on, on YouTube afterwards because most people watch it and go to YouTube to watch it again. All right. Two days later, three days later, in that same week, that same week after the Super Bowl, they announce their developer direct. And they turn around and say, yes, this is what it is. Look at all this. Uh, this is what we're doing. Space explosions you know dlc plan whatever oh and by the way 32323 uh, i i think there's enough time from february uh 2nd to the 5th which would give you all of february and most of march for your advertising i i, I think there's room to breathe Does anybody want to jump in and, and breathe yeah on? i got one yeah talk about it daniel yeah so uh i'm i'm pretty confident <laughs> in, in this i think that when we get this developer direct on the 25th i think we'll probably get the release date for starfield there um just so that because they need to have the release date out before they can really start marketing it right because right. you know they want to put those banner ads and those you know youtube ads all over the place 
Um, and I think the only thing you need to have out at that point, because like, everyone who's going to be targeted by those ads who are going to be getting video game specific ads on YouTube or who are going to be seeing banner ads on IGN or something, they already know what a Starfield is, right? Like if they're going to those two places or they're being targeted by those sort of ads, they know what Starfield is. Um, so I think, I think if it's developer direct, I think maybe that's the one more thing is they're like Starfield is coming out this date, whatever it is. And then uh, they, they have the, you know, the release date and the thing that's just like, tune back in and i don't think it'll be a long turnaround i think maybe a week or two before the net the starfield specific uh, event um the super bowl is questionable um i'm not necessarily expecting there to be a, a starfield advertisement there i think if you look historically at the super bowl there's not usually a video game ad it's very uncommon I, the only time xbox has ever been there was for the adaptive controller in 2019 um and that was yeah, but bethesda was there with yeah uh, but all they had was a, yeah but all they had was a a 30 second ad block that was like go check out our trailer online um it, you know the <laughs> video games just for for whatever reason maybe they don't perform well at the super bowl or something but just like typically don't have a lot of uh things shown off there playstation has done uh i think the most Super Bowl ads, and it's always been for really weird things. Yeah, um, they had one for the. You can, PS2. You can expect a Spider-Man one. Spider-Man is. I don't even know that I would it. expect that because if you look at the if you look at the things that the the PlayStation has has advertised at the Super Bowl, it's been very strange. So for the PS3, the game that they they've done basically won a generation. Um, for the PS2, they advertised Jet Li's Rise to Honor of all things. <laughs> This is not a joke. This is real human facts. <laughs> um, it, for the PS3 generation, they advertised God of War Ascension, um, more commonly known as God of War Ass Tension, because it was bad. Um, <laughs> for the PS4 generation, they did uh, Order 1886, which a lot of people say is underrated, but I think was actually garbage <laughs> trash fire. Oh, I love um, the Order 1886. <laughs> Tell us I how you really feel. Damn it. <laughs> I, I don't I don't hide I don't hide nothing. This is why I wouldn't do well on reality TV. Uh and so you know I think I think if they come out I think at some point they'll probably do an ad for for a PS5 game. Um but if you put it next to those three games that they were advertising and it turns out that it's Spider-Man, I feel like that's almost like a damning the statement oddball. to Spider-Man where it's like, yeah, we're paying, putting Spider-Man 2 on the same level as Jet Li's Rise to Honor, the game literally nobody <laughs> remembers ever. It's like, I don't know, maybe they could do it. I, I wouldn't be, you know, the most shocked in the world. I just wouldn't expect it, you know, because PlayStation does it the most. Then it's Nintendo, who's only been there twice. They did it for the Switch and they did it for the Pokemon 20th anniversary. EA's been there once for, of all things, Dante's Inferno. I like that game. Yeah, but like, actually, <laughs> Dante's Inferno like is a lot. Right? Like, what is that? They've only done Madden at the Super Bowl once, and it was 2002. Uh, I did research on this, uh, if you couldn't tell. Uh, so it's very strange. So I wouldn't necessarily expect there to be a Super Bowl ad, but I think it would be a good idea. I wouldn't. I, it's not one of those things where, it, like, if they weren't at the Super Bowl, I'd be like, I can't believe you weren't at the Super Bowl. But like, if they were there, I think it would be a good idea because if they're going to announce the release date this month and then have it come out in like March or April or whatever then that would be one really big beat that they could hit. I don't know yep. necessarily that it would be make or break. I think Starfield has enough play already. I, they haven't been marketing to the level that I would want them to for it lately, or yet, I should say. Um, but 
everyone I talk to about video games know knows what a Starfield is. Even people who who aren't super interested. Like when I was still working at Target, the guy who who put our books up um, didn't know that Bethesda had been bought by Xbox. It was like a year later, and wow. he still yeah, and and he but he was still like, but I can't. I I'm gonna buy a PS5 for Starfield, and I was like, maybe don't because it's not gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> so like, <laughs> uh, don't do that. Yeah, because he was a Bethesda fan, I guess. Um, and so, you know, I think that it is that sort of thing where if they're able to get that release date out earlier rather than later, and they're able to do, even if it's just, you know, the YouTube ads where you go and you click on something to watch someone cook a pizza and all of a sudden you're watching an ad for Starfield. And then they do the thing where you go to IGN or Polygon or whatever, or the escapist and you're getting the banner ads and stuff. I think that's what we're more likely to see. There'll probably be a TV spot. They do those all the time, but just just the fact that they're they haven't even done a Super Bowl ad in all of recorded history, Xbox has never even done a Super Bowl ad for like Gears or Halo or Forza. Like Starfield is going to be a big one, but it's like I don't know, it's a toss up. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect it, but I would be happy to see it. I, um, yeah. So I think that I I don't know that that that's something that we should really be relying on. So just to summarize, I think they'll show the release date at the at this event at the end of the month. Then we'll have one and a half i guess full months of just this ad being everywhere you're going to see it on youtube you're going to see it on ign you're going to see it in all these places uh and then i think it'll i think it'll come out at the end of march i think that's what what i'm still feeling yeah. as being the most likely release date um i know that there's been a lot of people talking about how like you know oh well this date in june like you were saying this date in june matches up with a lot of the time that we launched these satellites um but also somebody it was in march saying that like but this date in march is when the wright brothers filed their first patent right. for an airplane or something like you can find <laughs> dates in any month yeah. that would no match it, up it, it's this. true but again this it's, is todd howard we're talking oh, about oh for sure and, and, and he's got 323 23 again it, it just it lines up it's true. With yeah, why my, he my boy Todd dates. Howard has a thinly veiled fetish for numbers, and I love him for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it it just reminds me of that time that they announced the the God of War release date on like a random Wednesday, and everyone was like, "That makes so much sense because Wednesday is Woden's day, which is Odin's yes. day." Of course, they named they release they put the release date out on a random Wednesday on a tweet that. because yeah. it's Odin's day. And I was like, okay, first of all, they could have done it on any Wednesday. And second of all, every day of the week is named after a Norse thing. Thursday is Thor's day. Tuesday is Tears Day. <laughs> any of them would have worked. It, we could have figured it out. <laughs> like, you know, so that level of of like pairing it up with these dates doesn't necessarily do anything for me. Um, I think I think the the relying on uh, Todd's number fetish is, is more uh, <laughs> more applicable if I'm being honest. No, I mean, um, listen, it, it, it makes sense. Again, <laughs> we, we're not going to know until they tell us. I, I yeah. just, I just, I will say this: I have been very hard on my Microsoft's marketing because they have missed more than they have hit. I'm I'm sorry. I have yeah. friends at Microsoft. And you know that I am not lying. This is not for clicks. It's not for likes. It's not for subs. This is a reality. They have missed more than they hit. Uh, I am not a marketing manager. I do not have a degree, but I have common sense. And if you have a game as big as Starfield releasing in, in 2023, as soon as we think, or at least I think it's going to hit, and it's not June, it's not May, it's March, it's 32323. There is you. no. Yeah, again, that's that's fine. That's, but that, I'm all alone on this island. <laughs> no, there's no one bigger event that is going to 
take the dollars spent on your 30 or 60 cent, 60 second ad that's going to be seen by as many people any one given time at any given one event in any one given year than the Super Bowl for the United States. It is one of the premier locations. I talk about this. It's been said by other people on my show. Why does Pepsi and Coke go to the Super Bowl and spend millions upon millions and millions and millions of dollars? Why does Budweiser go and spend all of this money. People know what a Budweiser is. If you're a fan, you drink, that's what you drink. Good on you. Uh, if you drink Coke, you know, you, you don't need to be told, oh, Diet Coke, you can go to your store and get it. Holy shit, what a revelation. I didn't know that. Thanks. You, you, you know that. So, but Starfield is a new IP. It is the biggest game of the year. I, I don't care what platform you're on, what you bow to and pray to at night. Starfield is the biggest story in 2023. I don't care what game you put up against it. If I'm Microsoft, I am going big time with this. And the Super Bowl is where I'm landing. And, uh, uh, before we get on out of here, I just got to capture some Super Chats, but I want to grab Umbra's and Josh's opinion on this. Do you, do you think the Super Bowl is, is the next stop? Yeah, I mean, the uh, Super Bowl makes a lot of sense. The superb owl, yeah, that would be that would be a great <laughs> that would be a great one, man. That would be a great way to advertise it. I, you know, they would catch um, or at least they would get a break. I think from myself and others who have complained about their marketing woes, uh, that would be a great spot to do it. I have to tell you though, boom, that three twenty three twenty three thing. I don't know if I subscribe to it anymore. Man. That's okay. Let's it's, go. It's, All right. It, finally, it, it, I got somebody it, on my okay. side. It's fine. It's, it's, it, I will die on this hill. I don't I, care. I, I, I had this discussion on the podcast this past weekend. Me and Pete, you know, Risk is like, oh, I'm going to take your knees, Umbra. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't think so, my man. So our thought is this. And after you kind of do the math and you look at things, to me, it doesn't seem to line up too well for them to release it earlier. Just because March has some big releases, not to say that Starfield wouldn't do well, uh, especially with it being in Game Pass, but like Scozy pointed out, there's been no advertisement for it yet. And to kind of do that and then get it out in March, it's kind of tight. It still could, though. So I can't write it off. But then you have, by the way, March Don't 20th, fluctuate. You're good. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to drive it on home. Go with what you're going with. I'm going to drive it on home. So you get my spring is March 20th to through June 21st, I believe. They said already that Forza Motorsport is set for spring. I don't think you're going to release that and then release Starfield with it. That's one. Now they could go for April, as I pointed out. So there is that possibility. Yep. If they don't, though. Then you have May 2nd or whatever the case may be for, for Redfall. So you don't want to have it too close to that. Then you got June. June has a lot of major releases too. Diablo 4 being a problematic one. Yeah. If the ABK situation was done, I would say, yeah, maybe they wouldn't want to kind of step on their own toes, but it's not done. Right. So, and I believe Diablo 4 is set for what, the 12th or something like that maybe? I'm sure I forget what when it's coming out in June, but there is a chance that they could go to June and release it in the, the later part of June. And that still will be considered technically the first half because quarterly for them, the second half, that's the second quarter still for them. That's still part of the first half of the year. So 
it's a possibility that it could be June, mid June, late June, and that was the still sixth be... is for Diablo. There you go. So let's say the E3 is, I believe, what June thirteenth, right? Yep. So it could be like, hey, and after this, the uh, you know, you can you can download uh, excuse me, uh, Starfield June sixteenth or June twenty, whatever the next week after. It's possibility. It makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. It gives them more time to do what they have to do. Now, going to that September thing, I've seen, I've seen that that poster that you're talking about, risk, with not risk, with uh, excuse me, with, with the Cole. guy, yeah, what Colt was talking about. I saw it when I was actually talking in the space with Risk It, and uh, Fonz was like, "Could you sing this for me, Umber?" I'm like, "What's that?" He said, "September." And I was like, "Do you remember?" <laughs> and he said, "What was the lyrics he told me?" Uh, Starfield's coming out in September. I was like, okay, all right, <laughs> all right, Fonz. So that would be interesting. I don't know. Colt has some connections. I don't know if he's more connected than you on, on that Scozy, but he has some. He has some connections. I know he talks with the higher ups. It's a possibility he may have heard something. It makes some sense, but I do kind of lean towards you. If it was going to be a case where they went to the second half like that, November would probably make more sense than September. Yeah. And, and then you have, of course, maybe Hellblade Two still might release. So when with that, that fit, that's slated that for November. Uh, that's that that that's uh, that's been running around for weeks now. That that's that's slated uh, for November. That for could fall. In, that could also fall into December for them. It could be them. sure, sure. So either way, uh, I look at it like June could be the thing for Starfield. If it's not June, it's a slight possibility I can see it going into the second half. So I'm not too sure one way or another. And I had to make a poll about this the other day to ask. I said, what matters more to you if they're making a promise and, and breaking it by saying, hey, we're going to deliver this game to you in the first half, breaking it because the game is not quite up to snuff for Todd Howard and team or getting it out there when they promised, but it's still having more issues than they, than they wanted. What mattered more? I believe if I looked at my poll, it's like something around 78% voted, mm -hmm. giving it a delay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, it's the right call, too. Mm -hmm. It would be because you don't want, but, but you know, they're known as Bug Thesda, right? Like that, that's like, that's like the meme for them. I, look, I, I'm going to say this publicly. If this game is delayed till the second half of the year, it's going to be disastrous. Mm. It is going to then. That's when the 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 torches and the pitchforks come well, out on Twitter. No, outside but, of that, but for no the most give a crap. part, you, you, you got to start asking <laughs> what what's what the, the you'll start hearing the management conversation. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'll uh, hear and, that, uh, but then as soon gonna, as it comes out in November, then those people won't never talk about it again because they don't. Remember yeah, what it's happened. true. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah. true. But so. uh, I, I hope that's not in fact the case. I don't want to be right just to be right. I, I want to be right because I want to play the game. N sixty four, Josh. Let's get your your final opinion on this because we know that you are. The uh, Fallout Four ma master, as as, as we know. <laughs> well, I mean, what 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 are your anticipations? You're, you're a marketing guy, like that's your thing. Yeah. Where do we have cookies? <laughs> where do we put Starfield? Does it does it show up at the Super Bowl? I I don't see why it wouldn't at this point. Like I I I think they're going to be. I think there's going to be a major marketing blitz. I, there's like they've already talked about the uh, the showcase that we're gonna have. 
the the date confuses the hell out of me honestly like every time i try to come up with the uh, he doesn't know which like, parent he wants to go home with yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it, i i hope it's earlier than later like we've been xbox fans have been have been starving and we're ready to eat you know yeah. so i hope it's i hope it's sooner than later it's a it's a game i'm excited to jump into i mean my fire up my xbox right now to play uh halo and Fortnite and call of duty and i'd love to i would love to get some some single player like yeah. uh games on my on my xbox you know and so i i lean towards earlier than later it depends it's gonna i i think we're gonna when is this showcase right is it like they're doing the, the, the dev showcase for starfield it is the 25th that was confirmed. no no no, no. Oh, the, the no. 25th is, is everything else but starfield starfield is again yeah. the rumors question rumors <laughs> are, are, are early february is, is what they're saying and again that's just rumors that's nothing confirmed i mean i i would say that there's probably it's my guess would be 90 days after that after that presentation is kind of where where where, where my head is but at. i get but, you to june then yeah yeah i mean so, listen i, I Look, I just want to play the game, ladies and gentlemen. I, I will right. say that this has been a, a freaking fantastic episode. We had Skullsy TV put under the hot seat, and he delivered, as always. Uh, Skullsy, thanks so much for being here, brother. Let me catch up on the Super Chats. Uh, Brett Bingham drops a very generous uh, $5 Super Chat and says, what if there is a Fallout Studio collaboration between Bethesda, Softworks, and Obsidian Entertainment? I, I could see that happening. I could see a, a dual development. Why not? Um you know, would it be uh, Fallout New Vegas 2 or would it be Fallout uh, New York? Uh, and they're, they're, they're collaborating. I, would it be a big would it be a big AAA or would it be a smaller uh, game? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I, 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 any answers for that, Skullsy? Yeah, see, that's, that's kind of what I was touching on earlier. That'd be the best one of the best case scenarios uh, because everyone, you know, wants Obsidian. Most people want Obsidian to be involved in Fallout uh, a little so bit. Because, yeah, me too. You know, me too. They do good. They good do good work uh, and very similar to Bethesda. So it's like Bethesda shines with world building uh, environments and exploration. Uh, Obsidian shines, uh, in my opinion, with the open-ended ways you can go about doing stuff. So if they can combine yep. the best of both worlds in a Fallout 5 or New Vegas 2 or whatever it is, that would be the best uh, case scenario. I, I don't know if they're doing that now or if they plan on doing it or anything like that. Uh, unfortunately there's really no evidence to suggest that could be happening uh but it would be great <laughs> i yeah. would agree i'd love it while uh while we're dreaming would you want brian fargo in on that mix somebody from nxl oh, yeah no yeah. definitely yeah. That, yeah that would be the dream team that would be yeah. like the I, fallout I, dream team yeah absolutely no, i love i love it i mean listen if todd howard could wear a lot of hats uh brian fargo, fargo could as well uh, which we know they're doing some big things in, ex in exile the next the next big one i can't wait for them to unveil which is the unreal engine 5 project i don't know what it's going to be but it's going to be from what we understand vastly different than what they're used to so i, I i'm very excited for that uh drawn tj drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says make a fallout uh like i am legend game yeah i mean that's technically what they're they're not loosely based on it but yeah it's a single player game with uh with the i mean i don't know if i would like that because i like the npcs like my favorite part of fallout is the npcs and i am legend is really based around just one dude left in the world against all of these you know these monsters and stuff so i mean it's a good it's a good thought drawing tj thank you 
for the suggestion, but of course, thank you for the generosity. Luke Skywalker drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, "What about in Exiles? Brian Fargo made the next Fallout." There you go, Brian Fargo, bring bring coming into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adidas twenty zero drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "Hey fellas, remember Microsoft does own the Scalebound IP. They can pass it to anyone to com- uh, to complete." Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about that tomorrow night. There's some rumors. A lot of people are talking about it. Is Scalebound coming back? Probably not, but it's going to be a fun uh, conversation nonetheless uh, on, on um, uh, the new episode of Primetime Gaming. Uh, Scott Gamerdude drops a very generous five hours of chances. Hello, Boom and Panel. Great show. I'm trying to find a site for 12-month Game Pass Ultimate cards. Most of the sites he's not comfortable with. Please advise cdkeys.com. S- is- slick deals. You go to Slick Deals, you can actually have them do a search for you, and they'll just send out the emails. Slick, that's another. That's a great one. Yeah, SlickDeals.com. Yeah, if you if you type out what you want, they will, and they're legitimate. Like Slick Deals is like legit yep. site. It's, it's not it. a. It's not someone in someone's basement named Ben. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it, that that's that, that's taking money off the top. It is like legit. And if you may, your name is Ben, I apologize because <laughs> I'm going to get some some chatter on that. Hey man, my name was Ben. I'm insulted. I'm sorry. Uh, but listen, folks, what a great show! I had a lot of fun. I laughed more today than I've done in a long time. Scalzi, brother, sell your brand. Talk about the company you're working for. What you got in the works? Where they can check out Scalzi TV, and more importantly, reach out to you on social media yeah awesome uh thank you for inviting me again always always willing to be here great panel great conversation always a fun time anytime i get invited on one of these i'm looking forward to it until the day of so so thank you again uh yeah i I cover a lot of bethesda uh, gaming news over on youtube uh youtube slash skullsy is the url um i've taken a little bit of time off because the holidays threw me off but content's coming back so don't worry i'll be talking about plenty of these uh, bethesda topics and I'm also working over at Once Lost Games. We're making a massive open-world RPG that's supposed to be the spiritual successor to the Elder Scrolls to Daggerfall. Uh, I'm working with the original creators of the entire Elder Scrolls universe, oh. Ted Peterson, Julian LaFay, VJ Lakshman. So check out Once Lost Games. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically all my plug. <laughs> but thank Is you that spelled like it sounds? Uh, once Lost once Games? Lost. One, yeah, Once Lost is one word. Uh, so just once lost, all one word, no space, and then games, all spelled how it sounds. Uh, the name of our game is The Wayward Realms. Nice. Uh, there's some trailers out there for it already. Uh, we're making a lot of great progress. Very now, that, that's what, 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 what consoles is that console PC only? Right now, we are focusing on PC, uh, but that's not to say that it won't come out on console. We're a little early in development right now. Okay. Uh, it's probably going to be a number of years uh, before it's out there, but we are making plenty of progress. But at this at this point in time, it's a little uh, too early to say if we're going to go on console or not, uh, but yeah. All right. That's good. Good stuff. Absolutely. Maybe you can get a deal with uh, with Microsoft. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That'd be that, nice. That boy be in bed to Game Pass. Retri, sell at Game Pass underscore daily, brother. You got sure. some new videos coming out. You're going to be busy in the next coming weeks. Talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so anything Game Pass related, guys, we make videos five days a week. News, trailers, what's coming out, what's leaving, rumors. I've been doing a lot of newsy type shows that uh you know one day starfield's coming out this date the next day completely changes so uh if you want to uh, check that out game pass underscore daily at uh twitter and game pass daily at tiktok and youtube so check us out oh i want to give a shout out real quick to uh the people playing fortnite with me 
from this community. Thank you. We got a bunch of wins and I'm having a blast. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Good stuff, brother. It's always great playing with the community. I wish I had the time, folks. Like I, I, I just, I, it's hard. Five I, days they've been asking me about you, boom. So you're going to have to come and play have to Halo or something with us eventually. Yeah, when you get I, some I time. definitely, I, I definitely <laughs> going to do that. Uh, but listen, uh, thank you for being here and a part of the show each and every week. Uh, Infinite Umbra, sell your brand, brother. Talk about the Xbox Infinite podcast on Friday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What you personally got going on and when does your next single go go? Yeah, I'm working on that single right now. You know, I'm actually I got some things behind the scene and still working to try to do and start up my own thing. I got this uh, musician who I got to do my intro and outro. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's much more work that has to be done for that. But yeah, I mean, you guys can catch me, of course, on the, in the Xbox Infinite podcast on Fridays at seven o'clock Eastern. Uh, it's on Risk's channel, so uh, you can find it there. And of course, you can find me on Twitter under Infinite Umbra or Umbra Infinite. You'll find me either way. And of course, here on Tuesdays with this great cast of people, you know. So yeah, come by, support us, hear our takes, and you know, make fun of Risk's accent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love right. how you guys go back and forth with each other, just like brothers. That's, yeah. that's what brothers do. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. Tell them that's uh, not a knife. <laughs> that's a knife. <laughs> that's a knife. <laughs> Risk it. We love you, brother. We love you. Uh, Daniel McGee, sell your brand, brother. Talk about the best place for long and short content and where they can find out how to actually produce a good movie in the DCEU. <laughs> Talk about it, brother. Where can we reach out to you on social media? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Daniel J. McG. Uh, that's Daniel J. M. C. G. Or on YouTube at just Daniel McG. Uh, we're right now. I'm still working on the the long Halloween show for for my DCEU rewrite. It's uh, it's, it's a lot of work. I have it done and recorded, but I want to run it by some friends of mine and make sure it's not too stupid before I upload it. <laughs> so that's what the delays being caused by. Um, but it should be uploaded pretty soon, and I, uh, I'd love to see you guys swing by. Yeah, well, we love the content. You do, you know. Again, it's well researched, it's well thought out, it's passionate. Uh, definitely get over there and check him out on his YouTube channel. And uh, the returning son, uh, N64 Josh. Thanks so much for being here, brother. Love the insight, especially your precise Fallout information. You are a scholar when it comes to Fallout, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, please sell your brand, brother. Talk about your incredible TikTok uh, phenomenon. I mean, you 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 you're huge on there. You got partnerships left and right, center. Uh, best place to find you playing Mario Kart with a thousand people, which I don't even understand how it happens. Talk about it, brother. Where can people reach out to you on social media? Uh, guys, I'm N64 Josh everywhere. We did hit 70k on TikTok Jesus. yesterday, so that oh, was wow. that was exciting. Congrats, man. That, that is awesome. Is awesome dude i have watched some of your streams are a lot of fun i uh, appreciate it thank you so much yeah we're uh it's been a great my year's been crazy guys i was working two jobs at the end of 2022 and i am currently completely self-employed now i walked nice. away good from, for you dude from excellent so, uh it's been it's been a wild ride and i just released an ebook on mastering the art of podcasting i've been doing oh this i love it years. dude that's fantastic and the way it's set up is not only do I want to help people, whether they've been podcasting or they're thinking about starting, you can immediately uh, become an affiliate for me. And if you if you make sales of, of my book, you get paid to 40 percent commission. So the way it's the way it's set up is to not only help uh, help you learn, but also help you earn. And so 
um yeah you can find all the information uh by looking up the, uh, the new show that i launched it's called podcast prime and uh, during this episode, I actually got it pushed to all of the other platforms. And it just goes into how podcasting has changed my life. Without podcasting, I wouldn't be here right now nice. talking to uh, to you guys. But boom, it was podcasting. I, I don't know. We've talked about it briefly, but we actually met at E3. Yes, with, we did. Yes. With, uh, it was just a brief introduction that during the Bethesda event with yep. uh with the iron lords and, i didn't even get a uh, picture with you bro which i didn't yeah. i didn't know you at the time and 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 likewise i just remember seeing the dude with the mohawk going to get some some food from the from the bethesda booth right and so <laughs> well yeah i was there and i saw a dude with the mohawk that was, that was probably that was me was, there's not I many of them that keep it like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. were you at the bethesda after party with the the barbecue and the yes yep, i was bar- there okay. yeah. yep <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Well, so I saw you before we met. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So yeah. So uh Podcast Prime, that's the new show. It's it just got launched on I'm documenting the journey on TikTok of like nice. good for you, basi- dude. Basically just teaching. Like I just want I this I, again it's podcasts have truly changed my life and it's uh it's introduced me to so many cool people and so many great opportunities you know bungie invited me to the reveal of destiny 2 because of podcasting like the the list goes on and on even yeah. doing my show live from the floor of e3 like it's just it's unbelievable and so um i just i just want to start teaching people and help people out and and even the other thing I'm doing is I've opened up a virtual studio. And so if, if you have a company or you're, you're not too tech savvy, but you'd love to do your own show, you can, you can contact me. We can get a, a schedule set up. You come in, talk, I upload your show for you and you're good to go. So nice. Um, I love it. Yeah. So, so good to be back. I've missed you guys. I've loved you guys. It's been killing me on Tuesdays when I was stuck in marketing meetings that I really didn't care all that much about. And, uh, <laughs> and now we're here talking Xbox again, and I cannot wait for, uh, for what happens in in 2023 yeah it's going to be a good year for everybody that is definitely for sure but a shout out to the near 500 people we had here today thank you so much for making and growing this channel folks we are just uh 300 and change away from 12k i I would love to get there before the end of the year of the end of the year the end of the month my god the end of the year i want 15k i'm sorry i'm gonna be greedy but uh hopefully you enjoyed the 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 podcast enough to, to subscribe if you're not already subscribed uh, it's just a couple of clicks, folks. Uh, obviously, uh, this channel is run by myself and my wife. Uh, we try to do big things for the community in regards to giveaways. We're doing a big one right now. We are giving away 15 copies of Stalker 2. Uh, we're buying those at, out of the monies that we get from both Super Chats and from channel memberships. And we're do- buying them specifically to make sure that the team... Uh, that was uh, that had to be moved out of Ukraine. That is somehow going to finish this game. Is going to get their seventy percent. And again, it's, we're a small channel. Uh, I don't see any other channels doing any kind of big giveaways the way we do. And it's not because we're better. It's because we do do this for the love of the community and giving back is something that's incredibly important to us. Fifteen copies to that studio, so my, they get their seventy percent from Microsoft. And maybe even more. We don't even know. Microsoft might have waived their fee based on their situation. I I, I don't know. Maybe they're taking a lesser uh, portion to give more money to the devs and their families. Uh, and, and, and it's just our way of kind of paying it forward for the incredible success that we have seen. Uh, real quick, uh, we had uh, Outbreak Gamers, good friend of the program, you know, Web Dave. He says, uh, Starfield Showcase, if it drops in February, uh, plenty of time to do the big push for... Uh, reserves of collector's editions at GameStop, uh, Best Buy, etc. 
We also have Master Clowns, uh, X3, good friend, generous friend of the program, who's been a channel member for, oh, my God, almost two years, and says, thank you, Boom and nice. Panel, Master Class Show. Thank you for the, the, the support and, of course, the gener- uh, and the, the, the very kind words. And Brett Bingham drops an additional $2 super chat and says, PSA, uh, um, uh, Age of Empires 2 for console is available to pre-order right now. That's pretty interesting stuff. Uh, that means that should be dropping soon. Uh, maybe we even End get the a, month. Last uh, day. Yeah. Maybe even get some uh, some more information on that. But ladies and gentlemen, a big thank you for making this show uh, what it is. Uh, we cannot do it. A big shout out to the incredible chat that we had today. Uh, even uh, more incredible panel that shows up each and every week to talk about it. Shout out to Skullsy for taking the time out of his busy schedule to be here. Uh, I just want to say uh, that uh, this is going to be a big year for Xbox. Uh, uh, we are going to be covering everything uh, we do have this Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a live podcast with my brother and my two best friends that we do every year. It's our Game of the Year uh, podcast. It's about 90 minutes. Uh, it's something we do every year. I think this is the uh, the uh, the 11th annual one. We used to do it like just nerds and go to someone's house and eat pizza and, and, and go over everything. And now we have made it into our, I believe this is our fifth annual one live on YouTube since we'd started it. And we give you our game of the year and our surprises, and that will be live 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this this coming Saturday. So you're going to get an extra show. I'll start the advertising with that. And uh, don't forget, tomorrow night, Primetime Gaming, uh, Hargeet Chani, one of the newest members, will be joining us to talk everything and anything. And one of the big topics is going to be scale down, ladies and gentlemen. Is it coming back? Well, I think it should, uh, but under uh, much different uh, uh, scrutiny. Uh, they cannot allow... Platinum Games, if they decide to let Platinum Games do it, just run rampant. Uh, this has to be more tight niche when they're development, but we'll see. We're going to get into that in a few Give other it to topics. Capcom. Give it to Capcom. Yeah, I love it. I say team up with Capcom. Let them do it. I, I love the idea. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. We're going to close out the show with something, folks, that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others. How you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.